to Caffeine Crew Cast of Pods, episode number 29. This is the podcast for August 2016, and this is kind of a different episode this time. Uh, instead of kind of jumping all over the place where we usually do, where it's kind of more broad topics, tonight we're doing kind of a retro-themed show specifically. It's something I've actually been wanting to do for a little while. But before we go into any of that, uh, I am your host, Rob, and joining me tonight is a lot of faces that haven't been on the show in quite a bit. So, first off, Kenny. Surprise! TJ! Hello! Bill! I'm here as well. Kat! Hi! Fish! Hello! And Aaron! Hi! So, we'll start this off the way we start off every other episode. So, my question for everybody tonight is this. Would you rather live down at Fraggle Rock, or would you rather go to school at Acne Luniversity from Tiny Toon Adventures? And I'm going to start off with Kenny. I I need a clarification to this first. In Fraggle Rock... Am I Fraggle size or am I human size? If you live down at Fraggle Rock, you would be Fraggle size. Not Doozer size, Fraggle size. I would be very crammed in if I was human size. <laughs> I would also like to ask, are we in Luniversity, are we cartoons? Yes. That was my next if question. If you are in the Luniversity, you are a traditional cartoon. If you are in Fraggle Rock, you are a Muppet. Are we a teacher or are we a student? Student, and you would just be... Random Fraggle, you know, so you wouldn't Random be... Random Fraggle? Well, I mean, you have to think of it. There's the Fraggles, then there's the Doozers, which are the little construction workers down there, so... My favorite part is that right now everyone listening is going, bring back the other people that don't ask so many <laughs> So what's your answer? Uh, my answer, based on everything we've done, is going to be Acme University. Now, I was trepidatious about that at first, because I'm like, there's so many ambles that are going to get dropped on my head... But considering that I'm a, a tune and it's not going to actually hurt me, that could be fantastic because you have access to all sorts of cool things. Uh, portable holes where I can just put up a portable hole and look into the girls' locker room while they're showering. And if they see me, I can just rip the hole down and blame it on you because <laughs> you look like me after I draw my hair black and draw a beard on me, which you can do in a tune university again. There's so many advantages. And in Fraggle Rock, I don't understand how I'm going to move around with strings attached to me when I'm underground. It seems precarious. Well, it's not as much strings as more of a man's hand in your ass. I might have to change my answer. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, actually, I'm going to have to go with Luniversity, too. Uh, Not for the reasons you said, but but at the very least, I'm going to... uh, Enjoy a man's hand up your ass? Yeah. (laughs) No, I'll be at the university. Oh, oh, yeah, that's right. No, no, you you get to um, explore the boundaries of reality there. And the lack thereof. Yeah. Whereas in Fraggle Rock, you just sort of sit around and eat dozer sticks. That's pretty much it, yeah. Yeah. Occasionally get frightened by a giant dog that is looking inside of a hole into your world. Yeah, yeah. but there was only one guy. There was only one No, guy. his dog, though, went from no, normal no, no, size no. to muppet size. Yeah. So. No, no, I mean... No, it was a Muppet. The whole it was a Muppet, that's right. Yeah. The no, no, I mean, there was only one Fraggle who ever went up there. So if you weren't that guy, you never got scared by the dog. That is not true. That is, yeah. Wembley went up there one time. Okay, so there were two <laughs> Fraggles that went up there, and if you were... <laughs> and you're also forgetting about Uncle Matt. <laughs> yes, but he rarely came home. He only yeah, but he friends. still went out there. <laughs> yes, but he never so came that's back. Three fraggles. Well, that's because he was sending letters back yes. about the world. Bill. Yeah. You know, uh, it's gonna it's gonna keep going strong, and I'm gonna say Acme University because yes, being a cartoon would be freaking awesome. 
I don't have anything more to say than that. Like, okay. really, you can do anything you want. That's true. You know, we're just going to go right around on this one. So, Kat, how about you? Fraggle Rock. Fraggle Rock. I don't want to be a cartoon. <laughs> Probably because she's already halfway wow. there, so we're not. <laughs> okay, uh, you need to actually back this up, because you're the first person that said you want to be a Muppet. Well, the band's band up is up. It was sure. Up there. <laughs> So with Fraggle, I mean, like both, there's lots of singing and dancing. I think being a Fraggle would be more fun to do the singing and dancing bit with. I just have more vibrant memories of that. And so for me, I'm just going to go with Fraggle Rock. Because that's honestly my most important thing is the singing and dancing. And then Muppet Arms. Yeah, yeah, that's super fun. I would love to do that. I'll also point out the fact that the first person to choose the one where the man's hand goes inside them is the first woman. There was also female <laughs> puppeteers as well. So it could be women are way more experimental than most men are. Kenny's too frightened. Right. <laughs> Thank you, Kenny. I was Fish. also going to pick Fraggle Rock. Because <laughs> <laughs> you get to dance your hair's way and you leave your worries for another yeah. day. And let the music play down at Fraggle Rock. <laughs> Aaron. Uh, you know what? I think I'm going to pick the Lunaversity because as klutzy as I am, I want the opportunity to run in midair and not fall to look down. Yeah, that was kind of <laughs> actually where my thought process was because it was Tiny Student Adventures that actually showed an actual episode where they discussed the laws of physics in a cartoon world. It was the first time it was ever done that specifically where they actually ran across a chasm and like, wait, we just had a class on this today. And they said, we can still continue to go onward as long as we don't look down and break the laws of cartoon physics. We're perfectly fine. We've seen a ton of cartoons do it since then. But I love the fact that it was the first time we saw cartoons that self-aware of what they were. Aside from like things like Duck and Muck, like whale back when, where you see Bugs screaming with Daffy. But uh, I also think it would just be awesome to be at the Acme University, though, too. So I gotta go, I gotta say Acme Lou. There's also the question yeah, of big rock. <laughs> it goes it goes to your your um, laws of physics in the cartoon universe because I'm trying to think of how many times I've seen them look down and fall versus how many times I've seen them look down, look back at the camera. They're still standing, but then they pull out a sign that says "Yikes!" and then they fall. So maybe it's as long as you don't pull out that sign, you're okay. So you could get an amazing view. No, it's already been established. No, it's been fall. established. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's multiple versions. There's a difference between... All right, so I cut class that day. Shut up. (laughs) Well, anyway, we're going to dive in. The best way I figure we can start the retro talk tonight is actually one thing that was current right now that kind of steers us in that direction. Um, We just had the second trailer for Star Wars Rogue One. And um, honestly, I think the more and more I'm seeing of this movie, it's just making me more and more excited because this is taking us back to the Star Wars that we most of us at this table started with. So... Um, how, what did everybody take away from this? Because this is the first time we saw more than just a couple snippets here and there. It's still really dark. Like, I look at this movie, and I'm still excited for it. It's yes. meant to be dark. It's, yes. Are we talking lighting or theme? <laughs> just a little bit of both. Yeah, because I'll agree, because I can see an argument either way. We're uh, leading up to a planet being destroyed. It's supposed to be dark. Truth. Truth. All good points. But at the same time, when I think about Star Wars, I think about fun, fantastical space battles. Like it's, it's, it's not a, it's not a happy, happy story by any, you know, any stretch of the imagination. It's not like, oh yeah, you know, we're all singing and dancing here. No, there's, there's a a rebellion and a galactic empire. This tyrannical dictatorship. So yeah, it's all, it, it all gets kind of 
flavored a little bit on the the darker side but the you know original star wars and even the prequels had that kind of bright aspect to them where rogue one feels very kind of like oh we're very very serious right now that right there is why i enjoy rebels more than all this other stuff that they're bringing out the other stuff that they're bringing out in movie format seems to be quite dark mm-hmm. rebels is very on the light side I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I interrupted. Go ahead. No, that, that, that's it. That's what I had for it. Okay, so my thing is, is here we have... The setup to the movie is we have this really important mission. we got to go get the plans for this huge weapon that the Empire's creating. So instead of sending our crack team of commandos, we're going to send the woman that we had to drag in in shackles because we don't entirely... Try. Why? Um, Why can't I can we? I can fill no, you no, in on I, that if it you does, want. No, no, it doesn't. That matter. was in only the other trailer. No, no, it doesn't matter why. It's it does. we can No, no, it's <laughs> can we trust you if you take the shackles off? If the answer to that, it doesn't matter what the answer to that question is. If you had to ask the question, she's not the right person for this job. But if she's the best person to be able to do it, and you don't think your top pilot's going to be able to perform the task, you got to go with the person that you can't. Do you want the person that's not going to do it that you trust, or the person that you kind of trust but could get it done? TJ? Yeah. Do you like the Suicide Squad? I'm not necessarily talking about the movie, but the concept. Yes, but the same. Do you like girls killing themselves yeah. as a squad? Thank you, Kevin. Yes, but the difference. Same premise, but the different series. But the different series. They put bombs in the back of their head, and if they screw up, they blow up their heads. I somehow highly doubt. Yeah, that's not going to be style. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> but it's why couldn't she just be the best there was without having the? You know, why couldn't she just be the best there was? Why couldn't James Sorry, Dean my, just wear a yeah, cardigan? We both, we both looked at each other and were like, you mean the best around? <laughs> Does anybody <laughs> want to continue that? Feel free. <laughs> Why can't she just be the best she is at what she does? <laughs> I, she is. She just happens to be a criminal. And that's what the rebels need right now. Somebody to steal something for but them. But all of the rebels are criminals. <laughs> exactly. There's a difference between being a criminal and being shackled up and being asked if we can trust you. TJ, it comes down to the fact that the quote-unquote anti-hero is way more interesting than the goody two-shoes. Sure. No, they're not. Yes, they are. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Captain America sucks, and like Wolverine's amazing. You never said Superman, but okay. And yet, and yet, Civil War made more money than most of the X-Men movies combined. Why? Because they're taking some of the characters and making them fight against each other, which means they're kind of bad, and they're giving them that edge. It's good. Did you actually see Civil War? No, I totally okay. didn't. <laughs> Eventually I'll get around to He's it. He's not wrong. Yeah, he is. None of them were bad. What movie did you watch? <laughs> None of them were bad. None of them did anything that would be considered evil. If we want to tear into the Marvel MCU, we could do that for quite some time. Yeah. So, True enough. Let, let, we'll stay on, on, on task here. And uh, as far as... Anybody else have any thoughts here as far as Rogue One is concerned? I uh, mean, but let me say, other, other than you know that little detail, I kinda, I'm looking forward to the movie. <laughs> Just a random question. Do you think we'll see Thrawn in it? No, 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 okay. because we're going to see Thrawn in, in Rebels, Rebels season three. But I'm wondering if it's the question of where we're going to, if he's going to pop up anywhere again. Right. The fact that we now know he exists in this universe for the first time, kind of cool. But um, I, I, I generally don't know. But I will say, from watching the trailer, especially this one, we saw a lot more of the world, and it had this beautiful 
level of jank to it. Like everything you looked at, it looked like that 1976 sets when we for the original movie, and you're like, it looked janky and fun, and we had the old TKs, all these little things. They looked cool. Well, I will say this: I like it, and I think it looks cool. And I will totally watch it when I get around to it, because as you know from my Civil War movie experience, <laughs> that sometimes takes months and months to years and years after the movie comes out. But I will watch this. Did you watch episode seven yet? I did. I watched it about two or three weeks ago for the first time, and it was interesting. <laughs> See, wait, there we go. Kenny's takes on all things current. So... <laughs> Well, current-ish. Ish. Ish is a big ish. Um, anybody else? Last thoughts on this before we, we, we dive out it of that? That looks awesome. I do like the fact that we're getting another female protagonist, though, too. Yeah, I think it's kind of nice that we're actually starting to really expand out Yeah. the fact that these characters relate to everybody, not just mm-hmm. 13-year-old to now 35-year-old men, you know? And also, sure. look look at the, the cast. There are so many different... It's really like cool it's a rainbow see. of people now. It's yes. not just like here are all the white people. It's, yeah. it's you know you saw all these different races, which you will it's see. Awesome. Like it, you know, it, it just makes me happy that that's what's me happening. Too. But it definitely takes us back to kind of earlier points. Like again, just the way we think about this. This has that excitement to it. Like you know when we thought of Star Wars Episode Seven, it's bringing us back to something special. So that kind of teeters us into the entirety of the rest of the show is a lot of the things that were very special to us or maybe they're not so special when we look at them now. Um, (laughs) So one of the things I thought the good way to kick this off was kind of thinking about some of the fads of the 80s and 90s from our youth. Uh, And what really jumps out at us is if I say 80s to anybody at this table, what immediately pops into your head? Pogo balls! (laughs) Moon shoes? You said jumps out. Pogo balls are all about jumping. You say pogo balls, I say two broken ankles. <laughs> <laughs> Who else had a sticker album? I definitely. Oh, yeah. But doesn't every kid oh, have a sticker album? So. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Me and Rob have had this story about the sticker album thing because I mean, this is just again, my family's very like Irish, very very Irish, and um. She had potato so. stickers. Potato stickers. Yeah, so Scratch when I wanted, like at, like any kid in that era, I was like, ooh, sticker album. I want a sticker album. And my mom was like, well, they're a fad. And that they're going to be over with soon. So you don't need a sticker album. You can have some stickers. And you can make a sticker album with paper and crayons. So I made my sticker album with paper and crayons and glitter. <laughs> Which I actually give a lot of respect for. That's, that's pretty cool. Oh, because you. then you can have your own Because my sticker album was kind of boring. It was like, Here's sports stickers. Here's like <laughs> alien stickers. Here's scratch and sniff stickers, which is always the best page of stickers. They were pretty but awesome. it would have been awesome if you could have made your own, because they would be like, here's stickers that I would use to kill my teacher with, and you can put them all in there. All yeah, but made. looking back what? on your sticker albums, you're just, you know, mine is like this really. Yeah. <laughs> we go back to talking about how jank can be thing. fun sometimes. Yeah. yeah. So, but well, you know, I think I remember too. I mean, I think I had like an old Transformers. The what nineteen eighty what the folder the binder or the no it was paper? actually the book it was the oh. sticker album for the Transformers movie the animated movie went well back uh, in the day but I remember it's kind of took a lot of fun out of it when you go back and think about them now I'm like here's all the outlines and if you know your characters you know exactly who this is and then you stuck it in there and you're like it's full <laughs> well I guess this is trash now and that's exactly what it now? was snap bracelets oh, yeah. snap bracelets have 
come back a couple times. Yeah. Yeah. They're uh, just made with plastic and not metal? Metal. No, yeah. I have ones that are metal in the middle. They're, uh, really? they're Star Wars ones. Go figure, right? They yeah. were on sale at Target uh, <laughs> over the summer. Do they have the better protection so that they don't make you bleed when you snap them on your wrist yes. anymore? Yes, yeah. which is why they were banned in my school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was not true. But anyway... Uh, what about, as long as we were talking about schools, band in your school, Trapper Keepers, do they still have those? Yes. No. Yep. Really? They like do, that? but they're not quite the same as you remember them. I was going they're not them. like the, they like the, the Lisa Frank ones. <laughs> that's what it was. It's like, we all had like, how much neon can we stick in one small space? And that's mm. what every Trapper Keeper of the and they all 80s, Velcro, early 90s They were. all Velcroed mm. shut and had like secret pockets in them. I was not allowed to have a Trapper Keeper in class after the first day. What? Velcro. I was doing it eventually my teacher looked at me and said if you bring that in tomorrow I will set it on fire I've got I've got something a bit more kind of esoteric uh, but the digital Ooh, the digital future of the 80s and the 90s like you know the uh, the, the imagined future where Max you know Hedrum. things like that Tron Blade Runner, where we had this fantastic future where everything was computerized. Oh, you can go back even further. Think about the Jetsons in the well, 1970s. Yes and no. But we're I talking mean, about the 80s and 90s. That's true. That's true. Working working on the it. Jetsons, the Jetsons and, and before the Jetsons, back into the 50s, were like the rocket age. We all thought we'd be in these sleek, like, Airstream trailers and Airstream cars and things like that. When we got to the 80s and the 90s, it turned a little bit more gritty, but also more like... Well, you're just going to be able to use your computer to do everything. And we kind of have that now with our phones where we can just talk into our phone saying, Hey, take me to fast food or take me to the movies. But before, you know, they were like, you'd talk into the computer and it would be like, make me a cheeseburger. And the computer would make you a cheeseburger. <laughs> look, at, look at Back to the Future 2. In a year that just happened, you know, the where he was supposed to come to the future is this year, yeah. and we do not have flying cars, thank God, because that's death trap. Um, we do not have dog. Like I remember watching like the dog walking thing that was like floating in midair. The traffic cans you that could were technically use a drone to do that. You could, you could. Yeah. <laughs> but then you would have to be following around the dog flying the drone. <laughs> we were on target for that in the '80s, and we were progressing towards it. But you know why that didn't happen? It was because of another thing from the '80s and the '90s. Terminator showed us what would happen, <laughs> and all the scientists were like, "Fuck this! We, we gotta, we gotta steer this in a new direction." Yeah. We don't want rocket cars anymore. So. <laughs> we're kind of back on track because you know Google is pretty much Skynet now, and we're like, "That's fine." I kind of pseudo trust Google, even though I don't trust Google. It's, it's like they can have everything. If Facebook wants to know about it, no. Google, sure, whatever. <gasps> Don't say you don't trust Google when you're putting this on the internet. It's okay. This isn't going on Google Play. It's going on Mac, so that means it just falls apart anyway. Honestly, Google is the most amazing thing because you just you, you sit there. I'm like, well, hey, look, I'm watching the Javelin on TV. What was this famous Javelin guy's name? And I start to type it in, and Google's like, did you mean this? I'm like, yes. Yes, I did. Were you listening to me? Oh, yes, you were. That's just fantastic. <laughs> That's going to have to be a fun game that we should do one time. I've seen it and I've played it with other people where it's like, finish this Google sentence, or how did Google finish this sentence? And you Let's have to figure out what it is. the 80s and yeah. 90s. <laughs> no, back I was, to the 80s. I remember, I remember driving in the car with my parents on long trips and being like, oh God, and like, like so bored because you had like your tape deck 
with your Walkman, yeah, with your yeah, and, oh and sitting there going, if I could only just like watch movies or something, I'd be so much better. And now kids Game are, Boy. Yeah. I, I had like, Game Gear. Well, even with Game Boy, you could only play it until it got super dark out. And if no, you didn't I have... have lights. I did Well, too. no, if you had the little light thing <laughs> with the, the magnifying fine. glass, uh-huh. you were fine. But Game then Gear, once, if your batteries ran out, you were screwed. Yes, you had like, what, 20 minutes of gaming before that? Car adapter. Yeah. You know what though? Car adapter was everything. Problem with Game Gear. Hey, look, I looked at it not directly head-on, and all I see is white. I had one, too. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, um, one of the things that you think of before that, though, when before Paris were like, yeah, you can have a Game Boy or a Game Gear. Does anybody else here remember the little travel-sized versions of board arcade games? games. Yes. yes. Not arcade games, but no, board oh, games. I, 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 like, I know there's the Tiger Electronics ones, no. but like I had a little folding collapsible Connect 4 that was like... Maybe a little bit bigger than the size of my yeah. cell phone, but that's when they came out. Yeah, and then they had little magnetic chests and things like that, and those were awesome. Like, and garbage yeah, pail kids. We never kids. had that. We got to go. Yeah, to let's library. get the collectibles yeah. and fads. Garbage pail kids. Garbage pail oh, oh, kids were amazing. They were. They were fantastic. I was not allowed to have garbage pail. My favorite one was <laughs> <up show. laughs> super. Uh, what was it? For, For anyone out there powers. that doesn't know, you need to go on the internet and just type in garbage, garbage pail, pail kids. kids. But and don't we, watch the movie. I was gonna say, no, if you do that though, please immediately follow that up with watching garbage pails the movie, and then realize don't. you're the one that did that to yourself. Don't watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> what were the um pogs? Yes, pogs. Those, those were the nineties. Yeah. 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 Magic the Gathering started in the nineties. That was still going strong. Yeah. Still yeah, but it also started us on that on that road of everything has to have a CCG. Yes. Yes, it did. Yeah. Does anybody remember the muscles? Oh my yeah. god. They came in the trash can ten pack. Mm-hmm. My dad actually made them in D and D figures. Cool. He probably oh, would have. Awesome. Yeah. What about the What about the fashion from the eighties and nineties? Day glow. I, I, rem- I remember having hey, amazing gloves. Party ponies. <laughs> I had amazing gloves that turned different colors when it got cold. Oh, Hyper color. Yep. yep. All I had was a denim jacket. <laughs> Jams. Yes. Black denim. Pegging your pants. Yes. God. We still have Rob's pants from the. <laughs> Well, they were more early 2000s. Were they? The well, giant. Okay, like the giant pants were very end of the 90s. Yeah. That's when that started making its headway. And then the 2000s said, we're going to take this as extreme as possible. Then two years later, yes. it was like, we're going to stop doing this because this is dumb. It was Jenko's, wasn't it? Jenko's started it. And then there was big companies like um, Kickwear and Caffeines and stuff like that that just kept being like, Pants how big can we make them? I have a pair somewhere in a closet that that are in there that are 42 inch circumference per leg. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I have them They're because ridiculous. it's just funny every once in a while to bust them out, put them down, and I'm like, this is retarded. <laughs> and then just put them away again. You know I what I did love from pants. the 80s was the uh, the trend, and I still see some people do it now and then, where like the girls would take the collars of their shirt and cut, cut off it. the collars and mm-hmm. make it real big and it would hang over the shoulder and Flash like, dance. really damn sexy. Flash yeah. dance with the, yeah. That was or good. My favorite thing to do was like the leggings with the super huge t shirt, and then you bought that little like button thing that would then sh- like cinch the t-shirt in oh yeah with like the eight <laughs> pairs of socks layered up i used to do that t- no <laughs> <laughs> but now like i said i know the reason i bring up jams though is too is because fish brought them up and i almost forgot all about them and i kind of wish i did because i went and looked <laughs> at a couple pictures on google yep. and if nobody out there remembers what jams were they're shorts that were just they went dropped a little bit right past your knee 
and usually were split down the center, where one side would be a solid color like black, and the other side would be the most hideous-looking thing of vomit you've ever seen ever. <laughs> but that pair. would also be in neon. Right. I had a pair that were neon orange oh on my one God. side, and checkered neon orange and black on the other side. <laughs> I need to say this. I had one that was it was it was I think jet black on one side, and then it was paisley. But the paisley was about three times larger than paisley ever should be. So it kind of looked like bad science samples went wrong, but they made sure the insides were all bright orange. Kenny will remember these umbros. Remember when umbros became huge? Okay, admittedly, my justification, I still play soccer on in leagues, <laughs> so I still have Umbros. They're still a strong going soccer wear company. Yeah, but I, you're supposed to wear them in soccer, not to school with yeah, a t-shirt. Yeah, but I did wear them to school. Oh, we all that. did. <laughs> Jeans and a t-shirt. Yep. And a flannel shirt when it got cold. Yep. Yeah, flannel shirts. Yep. I wore uh, uniforms to school. Cat jellies. Jelly oh my shoes. god, yeah. And god forbid if you ever got those wet. Because you, yeah. You might as well just jump head first into the cement. Yeah, we're not allowed in the household because it was a dumb fad and I, it wouldn't move fast. But the, and mom was like, no. The worst no, thing no. was in the, so you had the jellies, the, the straight jelly shoes in the 80s. And then in the 90s, some wonderful person said, let's put heels on these. So I had jelly heels. And I think I fell out of those more times than anything. I like so they're like normal shoes for you. <laughs> we had uh, the Reebok pump came out in the 80s oh, and, oh, and then it came back again a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they still that, have it. I had friends that swore, swore that the, every time they pumped it, it got better. I'm like, it's only got so much air it can put in there before it would just crush your foot. Because I remember the theory was, I can jump in basketball, but I can't reach the rim. If I do three more pumps, oh, yeah. it'll make me jump high. Okay, Kat, do you know, have you ever seen pumps? No, I never Okay, know I actually know what you have. I didn't even get jellies. <laughs> Robin Hood men in tights. There's a moment in the beginning I during remember, the fight. I like, Hold on. That, yeah. Time out. I gotta get pumped. Yep, and yep, yep. yeah, I it remember just, that. For anyone that doesn't know, the Reebok pump was basically a regular a hot. Uh, it was a regular high, high top, top sneaker, but it had a little pump in the tongue that and looked tongue, like a basketball. Yeah. Yes, yeah. And the like tongue that. was an airbag inside the pump, the and you soul. could the sole did it. The sole of the, was the yeah. airbag, and you well, you would pump it up, and it would just fill it with That's air, right. and it would make the shoe tighter on your foot. That's all it did. It was but people supposed were to be good convinced to like, it made you jump higher and for, run faster. It was supposed to be good for like stability, especially for basketball players, to, you know, with the jumping and stuff. But it really did nothing. If Actually, you pumped it up enough, you could pop them. There, yeah, there was there was the uh, that was always the urban myth that like someone blew off their foot because they pumped it up too high. Yeah, and then they filling the shoe with explosives. <laughs> oh, yeah, and Mikey mixed pop rocks and Pepsi, so yeah, and I died. Yeah. I did not. But he likes checks because Mikey will eat anything. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> so one thing I got to bring up too, just because I'm thinking 80s and 90s, and we're bringing up basically all these things. This all sounds like a prize packet on a Nickelodeon kids oh, game God. show from back in the day, yeah. like Double Dare, Legends of the Hidden oh my Temple. God, that one back Hidden, the... Wait, what was it? What was the Finders Keepers? Finders Keepers. Oh God. Yeah. Oh, I can't remember what the the video game game show was. Uh, Nick they, Arcade. And they had like the uh, virtual reality at the end. Yes. Yeah. If you actually, if you remember Nick Arcade, I, I recommend you go out there. There is a great uh, podcast out there called Retronauts that does just all retro stuff. They did a 45 minute episode purely on Nick Arcade. And kind of unleashed a lot of the messed up information about that show. And if you just want to laugh and kind of feel a little sad, 
Definitely check it out. <laughs> Not even Nick. Um, MTV with like remote control. Yeah. You get- yeah. Dennis Leary was started mm-hmm. one of his first John shows. Stewart. John Stewart mm-hmm. was on there at the start of their careers. Yeah, remote control. Horrible, horrible, horrible shows. I don't remember Singled any out. shows. Oh, yeah. I, I remember that. Hey, Chris Hardwick got his start on Singled Out. Why do we not? Chris Hardwick is a national treasure. He is. <laughs> I love that man. You know, that's, that's what I've missed because now we have a dating show, but it takes place over an entire season. What about those one episode, like the dating game shows, they where a girl would ask sexual innuendo questions? There's an entire and network called GSN. And choose a guy GSN. to go on a vacation with. Yeah. But do they do that? GSN, I guarantee you there's a game show that is a dating game show on Game Show Network. If not, they're like, we're just going to re-air old episodes of whatever this is. No, no, there's a new one out that's as... No, it's cool. We're going to pass that. Okay, sorry. I'll tell you later. (laughs) So, before we dive into one of our bigger topics for the evening, uh, I decided because we're looking back at the past, what better way than to also see if the past is as bad as we remember... By actually trying to taste some of the things from the past. So we have three gonna, things here tonight. We're going to surge into this next bit. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and, and, and to complement that pun, we're going to have the pun crack. Aww. Oh, God. So anyway, that means we're drinking surge, which I had a sip of a couple months back, which I don't remember, which is probably a good thing. So this is going to be one of three things tonight. And for the people that are not drinking Surge, they will, so be, green. they will be drinking Capri Sun, I believe. <laughs> so, it has Leonardo on it. Because I'm an adult. <laughs> I also have Leonardo. <laughs> I have Leonardo as well. This is the Pacific Cooler. It Which tastes better than the Surge. Caffeine does this have? I'm pretty it's sure pretty if much I poured motor oil down my throat, it would be, taste better than the Surge. So, so to, give you, get, to give you a story of this, when I picked it up today... At our local Wawa. Um, the, the clerk asked, are you sure? Well, no. The clerk was like, oh man, Surge. I'm wanting to try that stuff. What's it taste like? I'm like, it tastes exactly like you remember it. And then I thought, well shit, you wouldn't remember it because you weren't alive back then. God damn it, I'm old. I remember Surge got really big around like 1996, give or take. It lasted until about... Actually, I was drinking in 1990. Well, no, it was around back then. Um, it was the original can, yeah, yeah. but like it got really that's, that's... huge, and then I think it died somewhere <laughs> around 1998, 99. Yeah. It was before I was out of high school because I remember what took over the fad instead of Surge, which was Fruitopia. And has anybody seen Fruit Fruitopia since? No. no. Honey, would you like to drown that down? Can I chase that with some green fruit? I... Thank you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so no, no, no. So for what, this it. is what I taste is um, a kind of Mountain Dewy kind of taste with it's... this. Awful aftertaste of something that lemon. I can't. Is it lemon? It's a lemon, it's a lemon, lemon artificial it like punch. with stuff. Specific cooler. Oh, Capri Sun, you're just like I remember you. <laughs> I specifically Capri Suns got, are amazing. Thank you. I specifically got that one because that's the one I used to drink that flavor oh, yeah. from when I was a kid. And I had a sip of it and my, that still tastes exactly like it did when I was a yeah. kid. Oh, yeah. I'm okay with this. How does it taste like We definitely got the better end. No, of Hawaiian punch. Like, yeah. like <laughs> the actual like, Hawaiian punch, yeah. Hold on. That, this Hold tastes on. like Sprite slash Mountain Dew slash Hawaiian punch. Did so you mix you mixed all of them together? I think you would get this. Maybe. <laughs> so obviously for the people that are drinking Capri Sun, they've already pre-opted out of the Surge tasting. But Kat, you're not... I, I tasted I never it had before Surge. You did show. taste it before the show, but you and already... I said, you, I'm not going to taste this again. Exactly. 
I don't understand what the problem is. Like, I think I it tastes like, delicious. I don't it tastes like fine. It doesn't bother me. I was just trying to, like... I, I will drink Sprite because of the lime, but yeah. generally, if it's just straight lemon flavor, I don't want it. Uh, I don't even put lemon in my iced tea. This wow. This is more lemony. So, so, yeah. so I didn't think this was it humanly possible. Lemony. One of the other drinks we'll be drinking tonight is Crystal Pepsi. And I thought Crystal Pepsi had the most sugar I've ever seen in a soda ever. No. <laughs> I was wrong. Yep. There is 56 grams of Holy sugar fuck. in a single serving of Surge. How yeah, much, and how much is a serve? Is it one can? It's one can. One can. No, no, it says two tablespoons. <laughs> so, so yeah, I've already had a can of Surge tonight. I'm feeling awesome. Man, are you I was tired. I was tired earlier, but yeah, I'm feeling awesome right now. You are going to be dead as hell at work tomorrow. No, he'll just have another one. I'll have another one. That's, that's all it takes. I will. Be- and then you can start your dialysis for your failing kidneys at the end of the week. Oh, man. My favorite thing about Surge is how much it looks like the soda from Futurama. Slurm. 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 Yeah, that was the idea. But it's like the color scheme, everything looks it looks fantastic. It, it's it's it makes me want to try it and then I remember no. <laughs> it's really green. Like it's I, Oh no, super no. Green. This is this is not as green as we're getting this evening. I know. I was gonna say, so, this, I know. this is a pale ectocooler. Yes. So yeah, we we will do after the break, we will be tackling <laughs> okay, ectocooler. Kenny, it goddamn it, stop yeah. it. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to even finish my Okay. So anyway, we will be doing after cooler later in the night, followed up by Crystal Pepsi. Okay. Um, so let's dive into one of the next topics <laughs> before we get into break territory. So one of the things that I wanted to talk about, too, was some of the shows, whether live action or cartoon, from our youths, we wish stuck around. Whether they got revived at some point in time, like, for example, um, you know... Vol- well, Voltron did get revivals. Uh, I understand. So, but, but, yeah. but shows that didn't get revivals that we wish would have. Yeah. And then which ones came back that really never should have? Um, so, Aaron. Are you afraid of the dark? Oh, that was awesome. One of the best shows in yeah, the 90s. And you, you go back, I go back to watch it. It is on Amazon um, for free. And some of the episodes don't hold up at all. Some of them are great. Some of them still scare the hell out of me. I'm 35 years old. And that's. They Sad. were fun though, but there are some that really don't hold. But the on. question is, like I said, if if they did a revival of it, is that something you would actively watch? It's American watch? Horror Story. <laughs> no, uh, no, it's you know what I think. If they did a revival of it, yes, I don't. Uh, it's kind of hard to say if it would be if it because the target audience was what like kids, kids, kids. like you know, it was and like it would Nick, still it was be written the same way. Yeah, I think I think. I would still watch it. I wouldn't because I never really watched Are You Afraid of the Dark because when I was a kid. I got into watching Tales from the Dark Side. And Tales is, from the Crypts. Yeah, which is like the adult the version of... Yeah. And it was much more creepy and people died and it was... Yeah, I would prefer that. Actually, that's kind of... That, that actually would spearhead right, right into one of mine, though, too. Because one of the ones I thought about actually was Tales from the Crypt. They're that coming was fantastic. Back oh, really? Sort of, yeah. kind of. Yeah, it's not... They've been kicking around that for years and years and years. And it's had so many starts and stops... I heard it was like definite of next year it is coming back. I'll actually have to read into that, but I, I really hope it's as good and I hope we still get the cheesy intros as well with yes. Crypt Keeper because that just made it. <clears throat> Can I just do a generalization fun. topic of what I'd like to come back? The cheesy 80s buddy sitcoms, Bosom Buddies and Perfect Strangers. Like they were phenomenal. 
Everything's got to be dramatic nowadays. Can I just or or family comedy? There's no just like, hey, let's get two buddies together and go. It was they they were fantastic shows. I think, and this isn't probably something I would watch because it is a kids show. But I think it would be important for kids to have is Wishbone because yes. it brought books. And really important ones, too. I actually had never read The Time Machine as a kid, but I remembered the plot and everything from Wishbone, because the cute little puppy explained everything. What about Wishbone Reading Rainbow? Awesome. Reading Rainbow was great, too. I like anything that encourages books, so I'm, I'm fine with what, all that stuff. What about all the redos of the Reading Rainbow theme song with uh, rappers put into them? I have not heard anything. Oh, I got something for you to listen to at the break. <laughs> really? I think what we're, we're missing kids-wise is another Mr. Rogers. We don't really have that, you know, this is going into a weird topic, but, you know, that would be something, that concept of Mr. Rogers is something I'd like to see come back, where they talk to the children, of, you, know, like, you know, like they're children, but that they're still people. Yeah, like mm-hmm. Captain Kangaroo or Captain yeah. Noah. Or, yeah. yeah. But I think a lot of those concepts originally kind of stemmed out of, like, the 1950s, 1960s, and I think there are concepts that... I don't think it would last in today's audience. I, I mean, as much as I think we have a lot of fondness for that stuff, I think today's day and age, if you can show a kid Yo Gabba Gabba and say, here's a random old man talking to you, mm-hmm. <laughs> what is going to seem more creepy to the child? I mean, I think it's just kind of like, there's an old guy that's talking to me constantly that keeps talking about sweaters and he has trains. <laughs> he has a lot of toys. This kind of makes me feel uncomfortable. They told me about this in school and said I'm not allowed to talk to you. <laughs> well, I mean, there's Sesame Street has been around, mm-hmm. like in the span of time that we've been talking about, even into now. Of all of us here, Mike has kids. How mm-hmm. is Sesame Street different? Is it different than what we were growing we up with? You guys don't even watch it anymore? Watch no. it anymore? No. All right. Um, we watch Super Y, which is uh, a bunch of kids running around and they solve problems by reading stories. Uh, so you get the plots of like little kid stories. Yeah, that's um, awesome. And they do reading sections and yeah. spelling sections. and uh, That's awesome. Alf- <laughs> they sing the whole alphabet in every episode. <laughs> and Mike's like, I'm going to kill somebody. <laughs> so Mike, do you know your ABCs? I sure do. <laughs> What about yeah. the, um, the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse? Because they the had Mickey that Mouse when we were kids, and now they've changed it. It's a cartoon version now. Yes, and uh, they might be trying to the theme song for it. Um, yeah. They were specifically told, don't make it sound anything like the old theme song. And they did an excellent job. Um, the uh, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse is actually pretty good. It teaches, you know, important kind of uh, Sex lessons ed. about counting and <laughs> no, sharing. No, they, they had that one episode. No, and it, they really yes, didn't. No, they did. I can show it to you. They had <laughs> one episode where they went off to are find you, you the magical it? triangle bush. Where are we going to find that triangle bush? And then when they find it, what do we do now? Hey, if you look at the top of the triangle bush, there's a button. And if you poke it with your finger, fireworks go off. <laughs> Don't tell me that the people that wrote that didn't know what they were doing. That is true. You can find it on the internet. No, no, that is true. To, to avoid Kenny going down the rabbit hole even further, <laughs> let's get back on I might bring us. I might actually bring us to an even worse point. Why can't we have cartoons that where the adults can watch the cartoons with the kids and still and get some jokes that the kids that'll go right over the kids' heads, like? Rocco's Modern Life, 
or Rugrats. Animaniacs. Animaniacs, things like that, where there was that subtle adult humor. I can't watch those shows with Lily. Well, and the kids are they're picking up on too much yeah. stuff nowadays, yes. That's why we can't have them anymore. Yep. Yep. It's a shame. I love Rocco's Modern Life. I would love to see Rocco's Modern Life come back. That is the one show that I would honestly give my left kidney to see again. I will actually <laughs> say, though, I will bring up the idea, though. Tiny Toons and Animaniacs. Like, we've seen all of these shows come back. Transformers has come back. Ninja Turtles has come back. He-Man, of, of all fucking shows, has come back twice. He-Man twice. Was awesome. <laughs> Thundercats have come back. Dolph Lundgren. But Why? <laughs> Why, out of all these shows, the ones that, like, I, like Powerpuff Girls finally came back. Yeah. Tiny Toons yeah, and Animaniacs. It's not as good. Yeah, mm. uh, yeah, I heard. But, I mean, like, but the fact is they never even attempted or tried. Maybe because the old the old ones are so good they still stand up. Like, I was actually sitting watching season one of Animaniacs, and they still stand yeah. up. They hold up. To, but the, the, is, the sad thing is, though, they hold yeah. up to us because all of the references that they're making in pop culture made sense to us. That's They'll true. never make sense to another generation. I watched that with Lily and Jude, and they love it. Do that. Yep. That's awesome. It's a great show. But I mean, like, what I'm saying is, like, some of the things, like, you know, like, the things that went over our heads was, like, look, that's Michelle Pfeiffer as an animated character and Jack Nicholson and stuff like that. And then you get it when you're older. It could also be a a rights thing. Um, Like, who holds what rights to what? Actually, I can tell you exactly what it is. It's the fact that there was two really important. Well, there's one really important name ahead of both of those shows. Does anybody remember? Warner Brothers. Steven Spielberg. Oh, that's right. Ah. Steven yeah. Spielberg presents Tiny Toon Adventures. Steven Spielberg presents Animaniacs. That's right. That's why we've never seen it come back. Oh, it's because it's too expensive to get his name on a project like that now. Because since then, when they started, DreamWorks never existed. So, now the, he is the, the thing, god of DreamWorks. I want to see the old Dungeons and Dragons cartoon come back. I will you from here. We talked about some cartoons that had... Yes, they could. We talked about some cartoons that had some jokes for the adults. What about the adult cartoons? Beavis and Butthead was 80s, 90s. Like that 80s, came back and, and went away because everybody was like, wow, this is really bad. Yeah. Ren and Stimpy. Yeah. Ren and Stimpy was another I one. I love that show. I don't know if I can watch it now. Yeah, it's like old Adam Sandler movies. I just I can't. Watch I can't. Like, movies. Yeah. I can always watch The Water Boy. <laughs> well, <laughs> yes, the, the Water Boy and like Billy Madison, I could probably watch again and again and again. But some of the other stuff, it's like, no, it's just too stupid. How yeah, there's a lot of cartoons, and I mean, we learned that the hard way when we had the cartoon like chinnig mm-hmm. earlier in the year, but we were like, oh, everyone picks like episodes from their cartoons, and a lot of them were all like. Oh, Thundercats was a rude awakening yeah. for me. I'm like, me and my brother watched that every freaking day, and I couldn't. I was like, oh man. <laughs> I watched the. Fir- I made the mistake of watching the first five minutes of the first Transformers. I then shut it off. <laughs> I got to that first break, and I went, no, no, I, I, I liked my childhood too much. I cannot continue this. Mm-hmm. And like, and and then of course Michael Bay came along and just destroyed that part of my childhood. This is true. <laughs> But, I mean, I think there are some that are out there from back then. I mean, think about it. Batman the Animated Series is the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. None of that is show is dated one bit because they said, no. hey, we're going to make this weird kind of postmodern-y noir world. And you look at it and you're like, when is this supposed to take place? It doesn't matter. This is so wonderfully written. It's mm-hmm. – the voice acting is great. But we've never had a 
Batman cartoon that good since, or a superhero show, aside from the continuation of that universe that lasted See, for no, a little I, bit. I would but... say Young Justice was better than that. Young Justice I was enjoyed really Young good. Justice. They kind of stereotyped a lot of characters. That's that all sense. I'm going to say. Well, yeah, in some cases, yes. But they were still... I mean, there was still representation there. Uh, sure. In the Justice League, you had a bunch of white guys and a green guy. <laughs> Crickets. <laughs> Crickets. <laughs> and, and, and a couple of aliens. Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, you know what? One of the things that hasn't come back, there is one that is on its way, but nothing else from this line has ever been re-represented as well. Smurfs. Well, not It's not. been made into three movies. Yeah. Where have you been? Yep. I chose not to acknowledge them nor see them. Have we not gone over my my movie watching abilities? Fair enough. The Disney Afternoon cartoons like Gummy Bears, Tailspin. Oh yeah. There Chip is and a Dale. Chip and Dale. There is a new DuckTales on the way. Okay. But which I'll watch. I'm kind of curious. But like, yeah, none of them have ever come back. There's well, a lot of shows that have been created and then just kind of forgotten in time. Darkwing Duck. Darkwing Duck. One. Yep. Mm-hmm. What was the vampire duck one? Duck- Count Duckula. Count Duckula. That's actually kind of coming back. He'll be in Danger Mouse. Yeah, because he was a Danger Mouse villain. Everybody forgets that. He was just a really stupid character that had one of the best cartoon intros ever. Yes. yes. <laughs> but no, um, is there any last ones that people can think of? Even like live action TV shows. Remember that Nick Nickelodeon had this like line of like... It was always like older teen, young twenty, and it was like welcome freshman, hey dude. Um, the Roundhouse. The Roundhouse. Oh my God, What's the camp one? Camp. Camp uh, on Awana. Don't forget yeah. the shorts. Yeah, yeah. Show your shorts. 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 I remember those. Those yeah. are awesome. All that. All, all yeah, that was that. like the later parts of all it that. Was yeah. a, it was that was a launching pad for Clarissa like, explains it all. Clarissa yeah. explains it all. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. That was like Amanda Bynes, Keenan and Cal. Yeah. Yeah, because all that replaced Salute Your Shorts, or not Salute Your Shorts, uh, Roundhouse. Yes. Because that was like the tail end of, what, was it Snick? Yep. Yeah. It was called, yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't really like Hey Dude, but I really liked the blonde girl in Hey Dude, so I watched it. <laughs> ben Stiller's wife. <laughs> yes. Yeah, she was pretty. <laughs> uh, she's also was Sally Sitwell from Arrested Development. Yeah, she was. So... Uh, yeah, I mean, like, it's kind of funny you go back because you brought up Are You Afraid of the Dark? And a lot of our childhood really was built around pretty much three, well, three or four networks. Mm-hmm. It was, we got... Well, because there were only three or four networks when we were kids. Well, no, there the, the Disney Channel where it actually showed cartoons, yeah. like actual Disney cartoons first, like the old Mickey cartoons and stuff, and then it did the live action stuff, and then you had Nickelodeon, which had the cartoons in the afternoon, and then it went into, on Friday nights, it was Snick. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no, that was Saturday. It was a, no, I that's thought that's why it's Nick. no, no, no. What was what was the Friday night, night? What was the Friday night thing that you watched though on Nickelodeon? You watched Friday on... night Nickelodeon. You watched oh. TGIF. You like watched else. Yeah. Oh my God, you're right. <laughs> Full House. Was Full House. Yeah. <laughs> Full out. Full House. Family Matters. Oh God. Step by step. Step by step. Uh, all these... Perfect Strangers for yeah. a while. I mean, whatever happened to predictability? It went to Netflix in a really bad show. And it's coming back for season two because everybody decided, I really want to watch this and I'm curious. You know what you're supposed to do? You watch five minutes of it and this is bad. No, turn it off. The first episode was fantastic because everybody was there. And then they were like, yeah, everybody's too expensive. Oh. Hey, maybe it'll get better in the second season. I still haven't watched the first, but no, I, no, no. I enjoyed the first season. <laughs> well, actually, like I said, uh, well, no... 
like last part of this same kind of thought process. Well, did you have another one you wanted no, to do? No, no, the one that uh, I think you're leading into. So, what things are new, though, today do, that we think are actually going to stick around well into the future? Like, the shows that, like, we're seeing now, and like, that's kind of amusing, haha, mm-hmm. or our kids are watching, or that all of a sudden are going to be these really important milestones for them and will last and exist well into the future. I went a completely different other way with this topic. Well, where, where did you um, think I was going? I thought you meant what is new today, modern day, that we think is going to stick around. Well, yeah. It's just general concepts, not exclusive well, same. shows. Same, I think um, that works. One of the things that I think is going to stick around, and I really wish it wouldn't, is just digital content. Where you can buy something and they store it and you can only watch it if you're connected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, even Amazon, you can download it, but it'll only last for three days. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't like that. And I understand that that's to prevent us from distributing out to other people. It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't, is yeah. one thing. Um, and it's annoying. Yeah. I'd like to be able to download an episode of a show or a whole movie and take it with me. Actually have it, yeah. I think what on, on what you were saying, though, before, of like what, what are going to be kind of like the milestones for the kids that now... I don't know if there are going to be any, because when we were growing up, there wasn't this much. There is so much content out there now. There is a lot of content. That, I, like, I don't know half the things that are on TV, let alone on, you know, YouTube and the internet. It's like, kids don't understand that things are on a certain time anymore. It's, oh, they're on all the time, because I can mm-hmm. just stream them here. So I don't know if they're going to have the same kind of experiences that we Probably did. Probably My Little Pony. That was yeah, the friendship, trademark friendship for... Friendship is magic, yeah. Yeah, because My Little Pony, it, it was one that, that it was, was one of it was the a things revival, that... Revival, but the new, the new version of it, it nobody... Because... No kids that have seen this version would ever go back to what the original was, ever. No, but... <laughs> but the revival did work. It's you know what? become a new My Little Pony for that generation. One thing I'm really happy that hasn't happened, though, is we haven't seen a big revival of one thing that was a big mistake from our youth. The transformation of... PG-13 movies slash R movies into kids' cartoons. Oh my god, that's right. Let's see, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Yeah. yeah. Toxic Avenger. Well, that was a great one. Um, Robocop. Robocop. Yeah, but you know why? Because when we were kids, we actually watched those movies. And then we would watch the cartoons. Nowadays, a lot of... Are you saying the kids I was, nowadays? I was not allowed to watch those movies. So I still here. watch yeah, the cartoons. Not allowed is totally different than whether we did or not. I, I did <laughs> not. Yeah. yeah, I did not. I, I did not. I was an adult. And then I, I remember watching Camp Sleepaway when I was in elementary school. Nope. Yeah, no, no, I didn't yeah. Do that. <laughs> but I mean, like, it's... Kenny, you're a special butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he's right. A lot of kids in the uh, back Some then did, yeah. did okay. watch it, but it's but so different than You still what it have that. Today. You have the yeah. Avengers, <laughs> right? It's a PG-13 movie, right? Well, I mean, we're, we're talking... Yeah, but it wouldn't surprise me if we have the Avengers on the Disney cartoon. Channel. That's a cartoon. Yeah. So it, so we do still have that. Yeah. Well, it, it's the R-rated movies that, like, there was a... I could see us having a Deadpool cartoon. Oh, God. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And with that, let's ju- jump into an extra MFK for tonight. And before we take a quick break... And we'll come back and we'll do the last half of the show. So, for fun, I thought it'd be fun to tackle some cartoon characters that we already mentioned, and specifically the Animaniacs. And um, so, obviously, the choices here would be Yakko, Wacko, and Dot. Kenny? I don't know on this one. I don't want to kill any of them. 
The, the one that I like the least is Dot, but she's the only one with a vagina hole. You'd think that, but she's a cartoon. It's true. So you don't know. If you put Minerva Minx in this... Well, they do refer to her as the Warrior Sister, though. <laughs> they do. Yeah. They do, but they're still cartoons. It's, it's interesting. I mean, I think I might want to end up living with Yakko... Because he's funny, but he's also a normal person. He's not going to like be, you're going to be able to hold a normal conversation with him, but he's going to be adventurous and he's the only one that's going to like actually set you up to do things. And I am not one to, to set up things. He's also the only one that wears pants. <laughs> Which is good for when we want to go out in public. Yeah. <laughs> but then it comes down to like sex with Wacko or sex with Dot and. I don't know. You know what? Uh, I did this for a reason. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the homo route on this and go oh, sex God, with Wacko it, <laughs> because he seems like he would be. Well, I'm a boy and he's a boy. That would be the homo route. Can we stop saying that? Yeah. Can we not say it like that? Welcome but, to 2016. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, I think Wacko would be a lot more fun, a lot more entertaining. Dot always kind of annoyed me. And I feel like she'd be kind of a dead fish in bed. So Dot's going to get killed. I think Kenny should be the only one that answers this. <laughs> I like this plan. We'll be back in just a few minutes. And with coming out of the break, we have beverage number two for the evening. This being specifically high C ecto cooler. And this tastes everybody. like surge. <laughs> it kind of does. Just taste like surge, doesn't it? It's just no, green and sugar. No, it's much, it's much <laughs> juicier. This tastes good. It's juicier. It's like drinking Slimer. It is kind of. But I still love the fact yeah. they have the the Ghostbusters branding. The question is how long this one lasts. But. So, is it only back because of the Ghostbusters? Yeah, yeah. that's the only reason, reason it was back. It will yeah. depend on whether or not they decide to do a cartoon again. That's actually true, but more than likely, no, because the movie bombed. Do they have oh, this? Do they have this flavor? Yeah. Oh, do they have this flavor, and they just don't call it ecto? Well, yeah, that's what it was it originally. Was they, it was called like Twisted Tangerine or something after they took the Ghostbusters branding off of it, and then they dropped ecto cooler, then they did Twisted Tangerine, then it became something else, and they made it clear. And then it just went away. So, I think they sold up until like 2006. It was kind of crazy. So, uh, But anyway, um, into one of the next topics of the evening. Um, Kenny actually brought this up. Me and him both listened to this. This happened at Gen Con. Um, they're out of nowhere. Uh, I believe it was the people that were responsible for Risk Legacy. Yep. Uh, uh, one of the designers of Risk Legacy is getting together with um, another prominent gamer, but they, he hasn't really been known for anything. They're starting a brand new company 
which is going to be named appropriately Restoration Games Company. And the whole premise is anyone that thinks of board games that's not a gamer thinks of games like Sorry and Monopoly. And the when, Game of Life. And the Game of Life. When in reality, games have progressed eons beyond that. That's the same as thinking of video games today and thinking of Pong or Atari. Mm -hmm. So what they're going to do is they're going to take some of the old IPs and they're going to take some of the games from the past and give them a makeover and incorporate deck building, drafting, dice mechanics. And they're going to try and take these old games, the same idea and the same feel, but incorporate actually fun mechanics to make the games interesting to play. I know exactly which game they should immediately remake. Okay. And then I'm going to win the conversation and we can just move on to something else. Say it. <laughs> Fireball Island. It's on their list. Yeah, Excellent. On the list. What else is on the list that I was so happy was Thunder Road. Magic. Which is an amazing game and if you put some new... Ma it's, it's still a fun game to play It's a now. Mad Max board game. Yeah. It that really was made is. for Beyond Thunderdome. <laughs> and it had good mechanics. And if you take those good mechanics from the past and maybe throw in some deck building or throw in some drafting or throw in something like that, it could be really cool. Well, the cool thing is, too, like me and Bill, when we were too many games, we actually saw a vendor, at, it was Tiki Games, which was from New Jersey. They had a copy of Thunder Road there. Where everything was still in its original oh. trays, yet to be punched. Some of it was unpunched. Some of it was unpunched. Not much, but it was like it was never used. Mm -hmm. They were looking for what? How much was it? Hundred and fifty bucks. No, it was more than that. No, it was one hundred fifty. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought it was a little bit more no. than that, but it was still it was still pricey. Um, but I think it was actually a, a very honest price, like an honest and a, and a very reasonable price. Um, because I've been looking at old games that I have, and actually, this will bring up my next my my recommendation. Um, there's a lot of old games out there with like old shitty games that are going for big money online. Thunder Road was not a shitty game. Thunder Road was not a shitty, and game. I still have my original copy of Thunder Road. But like, I had a, I had an old game that I think they should remake called Key the, Keys to the Kingdom or Key to the Kingdom. Oh, yeah. And it had this cool, like, bifolding board where you would jump into this whirlpool and the whole board would open up. And if people were on the board, they had to, like, quickly roll to see if they could get to the whirlpool before the board opened up. Um, but other than that, the mechanics for the game were really, really terrible. And the game took hours because it was just impossible to beat. Was it a roll and move? It was pretty much Surprise. a roll and move. Surprise! Yeah. <laughs> they had, the game came with an eight-sided die, though. <laughs> The game came with eight sided die because they asked you to roll, and if you could, you know, if you get like a seven or eight, you know, you could beat some of the monsters in it. But they could definitely do with some updated mechanics on that one. So there's actually a um, podcast out there called Flip the Table. Yep. Uh, that reviews old games, and really some of those were. I still have some. My dad still has my copies. Like, uh, does anybody remember the real Ghostbusters 3D game? I did. I actually voted on that one. and there, It's not on their listing, but I added it on their... I still have it. It's like, it was this board game. It was just a roll and move as well, but it had this like all these cutouts everywhere where it actually made a cityscape and room by room by room. But then they had like actual, like kind of Scooby-Doo-esque traps in the game where if you were on this space, you could, there was a spinner and be like, okay, the knight is actually holding a 3D axe. That would yeah. fall, and if it knocked your character out, and all these things, so it would be ghosts in 
inhabiting different parts of the house. It was a horrible game. Terrible. Terrible. It sounds like a game they redid in the late 90s called 1313 Dead End Drive. This was more twistedly messed up than 1313. Yeah. I can't remember the name of this game, but there was a board game with ghosts and like... It's gonna bother me. I don't know what it was, but that was really fun. Where like the uh, at some point the ghost would appear and then it chased you around all over the place. Pac-Man. No. So <laughs> no. <laughs> there was a Pac-Man board game yes, with marbles. <clears throat> yes, yep. there was. I had that to one too. We'll have to look it up. Yeah. I guarantee we can find it. It was really fun. Ghost Castle. A... Maybe. I think that is it. I think. Come to think of it, I think that is the one you're thinking of. No. Sissy, like, there were no... This was just a flat board. There were oh, okay. no fancy parts or anything like that. It was a flat board. But the way... I guess I remember the mechanics being a little... Could be Mystery Mansion, too. That could be another one. Be. So that was another big know. classic at the time. But no, like, some of the fact that they were thinking about doing this, though, and I love because they give you a little survey. If you go to Restoration Games' website and says, what were your favorite games? And then it gives this huge voting list for you to go through all these different things. And Mystery Mansion. Yeah, Mystery Mansion is one of those games that's on that list. But they said, do you want us just to talk to the IP holders, re-release these games as they were? No. And then it says, do you want us to change the graphics of this and maybe streamline some things? Or do you want us to add all new mechanics and everything? But But it's cool, though. I mean, it's, it's a really cool concept that you don't really hear about too much. It's kind of like, you know, yes, again, in your thought process, this is a remake, but like, if you keep the heart of the games alive, it could be kind of cool. It does make me curious about what they're going to do and how they're going to incorporate in some of these new mechanics. Because, I mean, if you've got, like, getting resources, collecting resources from here, resources from there, mm-hmm. being able to trade them in to get bigger and better resources, to get these buildings, to get special powers, how are you going to incorporate that into, like, shoots and ladders? But, like, they also were talking... probably incorporate it into Game of Life somehow. Maybe. You could. You have to change I, mechanics, but. I made my own game of life. It was fantastic. We came up with our own. It was the same. It was just a roll. <laughs> it, it was just a roll and move. Surprise. But the 22nd, 22nd version of it, we changed all the professions. So they were updated professions like uh, prostitute or bookie. And you could get married and you could choose whether you got married to another man or another woman or man and woman. And they each had different attributes. My favorite attribute was the man and woman could have kids, which you could then choose to either sell directly into slavery. Or if it's the girl, you could wait two paydays until she was old enough and then whore her out and get an additional $100 and moving on. for the next three paydays. Yeah. And then she'd die of syphilis. So it was a great game. So. Can you wait too much time? <laughs> It's happening again. It's happening again. And we're four minutes in <laughs> off of the break. No, it's good. But on another subject, I did actually think of this with, um, if you're familiar with the idea of a drafting mechanic, everyone has five cards in their hand. You pick one, hand your cards to the people to your left, which means you're getting one. You pick one from that. And you keep passing the cards and taking one each time until there's no cards left. That way you kind of form your own hand of cards. You might be able to, and this is not the best idea, but you might be able to incorporate that with um, uh, operation and actually have cards that you can play on other people when they have to perform the task where it's like, oh, by the way, you have to do this behind your back. 
You have to do this blindfolded, and there may be some defense cards. It's like, no, I don't. So you have to draft your hand, kind of think who's going to attack me, how many defense cards do I need, and get your hand out that way. Special ability of three attempts. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) But that's the idea of taking taking a kind of newer mechanic and incorporating it into an older game. So is there any games from anybody's childhood as far as board games that they played even if it's something like I, super simplistic that you would love to see done in a weird, new, twisted way. I had an old game called Zaxxon. It was two-player Zaxxon as in the <clears throat> computer game Zaxxon? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> it was a two-player game, and each person, one person started on the left side of the board, one person started on the right side of the board, and it kind of formed an M, and the objective was to get to the computer in the middle. And whoever got there first and destroyed it won the game. Um, there were barriers that little actual plastic ships that you flew around and you got to raise them up and down. They came on, it was an amazing game. Um, but there were barriers, there were cannons, there were mines. It was really well put together. It was just a roll and move. Hmm. Um, Not a roll and move, but something that I think would be cool. Two games, um, dexterity style games, but I don't know what you would put in, but I love the base idea of each of these games and i think there's got to be ways to make them even cooler hungry hungry hippos and crossfire crossfire was fun and all uh, most people usually did is like do you want to actually play i'm like no i'm just going to fill the ball up take the gun off the stand and start shooting people with little <laughs> little bearings but see i actually friends we set up little like uh like just like like Instead of like monster figures. Little monster figures, like yeah. those little ultimate muscle figures and little yeah. army men and stuff like that. and Knock them over. Yeah, pretty much. But no, I mean, I think it's just a really cool concept to see. Did anyone play The Amazing Labyrinth? That was um beautiful like, The marble game, right? No. Uh, no, it was actually, it was a tile game. Oh, um, yeah. You moved all the tiles uh, around. I have an yeah. app for that on the tablet. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it had gorgeous art, though, and I remember playing it as a kid. And I think that... It was a little boring, but it was beautiful, and it was really cool, still, so upgraded would be really, still really awesome. Oh. Target. Yeah. <laughs> huh. I would love to see an upgrade. I would love that, to see Mousetrap actually things. work. <laughs> yeah. Good yeah. luck. Yeah, that's true. More than a roll and move game, but actually make it work. Like, that would actually be really amazing if there's some, like, Euro designer can says, okay, the problem with this is it's all crappy plastic pieces. Wooden Mousetrap? That would be amazing. Would uh, also cost like hundred and fifty dollars new. Yeah. yeah, seriously, it would have to be an impressive game. My mouse trap worked every time. Aren't you special? Yeah, right. <laughs> he has a real mouse trap. He's not talking about the game. Yeah, we put cheese on it and put it in the basement. <laughs> we caught mice with it. <laughs> I got. I have, I have one more that I'd really love to see, and and I would just love for them to bring it back. They don't need to update anything about this game. The Omega Virus. I never played it, so I can't say. So, it was, you were on this space station, and the space station had been taken over by the Omega Virus. And you had to get, like, three different parts of things. There were multiple rooms across four different sections of the board. And you went to each room, and the game knew which room the pieces were in. You'd type in the three-digit code for the room. You'd say where you were, like, red, green, yellow, or blue. And then it would tell you if you found something. And it was a timed game, 
So you had like 45 minutes to stop the Omega virus. And then at about 20 minutes left, it was like, okay, we're closing off the red section. Like the Omega virus released some deadly gas. And the board would actually fold over and close. Oh, wow. And again, you had to get out of that before the board folded over or else you would have been dead. Hmm. Who knows? I actually, I actually heard of it. That sounds pretty good. It was it was an electronic game, and uh, unfortunately, I know my copy. At this point, even if I put new batteries in, you would start it up and be like, the Omega... <laughs> I actually know it would be kind of interesting to see, too, what they would do with something like the old VHS games like Nightmare. Oh. I was I couldn't remember the name of that. That's what I was trying to remember. That because, is my like, favorite games. It would, so be, it would be a tablet app. It would now. be a tablet app yeah. because there's yeah. so much... Or a YouTube video. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, yeah, it actually, it's a YouTube easy. video. It's on there. You can play it that way. Aww. Yeah, there's, that. Looks, there's doorways to adventure. It looks so bad too. Oh, they're <laughs> terrible. There's so many versions. I think there's like three versions of Nightmare. But like, mm-hmm. if they could find a way to make Nightmare actually fun, and then do it with a lot of things like you know, like XCOM uses an app, and like, um, you know, Mansions of Madness Second Edition is using apps. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of things that are out there using. There's a, uh, mm-hmm. I think Potion Explosions using an app as part of it, and there's a couple other things that Betrayal are doing. Betrayal House on the Hill. Betrayal House yeah. on the Hill is yeah. using apps. There's a lot of integration of technology into board games now, so if you take it's some of those nice. old games and put the technology in, that could be very, very cool. Yeah. So I think it's like one of those things. That, so if you are interested and you are a board gamer, definitely go look up and Google search just for Restoration Games Company and fill out their little survey. I mean, it's a very simplistic site. They'll ask you a couple questions right off the start. You jot in your information, and then you can see the list of games that they're already in talks of trying to get the IPs to. So I think it's well worth it. Um, but yeah, moving on, let's uh, dive into actually some book discussion too, as far yeah. as some retro stuff. Kat actually brought this one up, and I thought it was kind of a cool idea to think about, which was what books were huge when we were growing up, and then not just that, but also how have young adult books changed over the years as well, and kind of it's a little bit of that idea of kind of where was it better? Would we prefer growing up with things like Harry Potter from the start? Or is it more fun looking at that as an adult perspective? But let's kind of go back in the beginning and start again with what were the big ones for us growing up? Oh, I get to start. Yeah. No one else read. Right. Oh, no, I've got a couple no, of answers. Okay. One more. Everyone looked at you. Right. You are the book one. So. Alrighty. So, one of the thing, what I had in mind when I was thinking about this is um, young adults shifted a lot. Like, actually, from when our parents grew up, there, I mean, like, if you look at something like The Hobbit, for example, that is, that used to be the style of how young adult was, which was kind of a talking down to. And it's shifted over the years until it's morphed into, like, what we have nowadays. Um, and I think it's gotten a lot darker, too, because, like, some of the young adult reads, like, I mean, I read Redwall a lot, like, growing up, and that was kind of, that got dark. It was, I mean, like, animals stabbing each other and, Watership you know. down. Watership Down was really dark, mm-hmm. so there were a lot of ones that, like, introduced it, but they just introduced three animals and stuff. But, um... What would you say is probably your absolute, like, favorite childhood read? Uh, the Tamara Pierce series. It was, um... Well, like, from when I was a kid. Yeah. yeah. It was, uh, The Lioness Quartet. Hands down. It was awesome. Okay. Like, I know, like, I know a lot of people, like, you were even mentioning before, too, things like the Black Cauldron series and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Which well, was... in, I will say this, like, if you look at, um, you know, back when I was a kid, there weren't as many female leads in books in young adult, and that was really stood out. There were some, but, like, that was, um, 
Lioness Quartet like really stood out because it was a female lead who it wasn't all about the romance. It was mm. she wanted to be a knight. She became a knight and did her own thing, and that was really cool to see. It wasn't as common. They had it in um, Enchanted Forest Chronicles too. That was a really good example too. But there weren't as many. I feel like there are a lot more now. Well, can I ask? Cool. Oh, can I ask a question? Because yeah. I don't know exactly. What age are we talking about? Where I'm thinking back as to like what books I read, but I'm going, what age are we talking about? Elementary school, middle school, high school? It depends. I mean, I was see. Here's the thing: is like I was reading. I'd say elementary school, Redwall middle school, and like other things like that when I was in second grade. So I mean, like, middle middle school, middle on... school. I was big into Stephen King. Okay, yeah. Um, like Stephen King stuff a lot. Elementary school. Uh, Garfield and Heathcliff were fantastic. <laughs> uh, Madeline, choose your own adventure. No, right choose there, your choose own your own adventure. adventure. Yes, I'm with you on that. Those were amazing. The the thing is, like for me, a lot of the series I were in, I was into, weren't mainstream. I was into Dragonlance when I got to second grade. I read oh, The Hobbit yeah. in first grade. Yeah, you know? yeah, I read them really. Young I read too. The, <laughs> the Rings in third grade. Uh huh. Um, th- but. The biggest difference between then and now, fantasy's mainstream. That's true. That's that is one of the big things. Change. If you go into the adult, uh, the young adult section, it's, it's all fantasy, fantasy books. Yeah. And I'm standing there going, F for you when I was this age. Right? It would have been fantastic. I am still surprised nobody has said this yet. What's that? Um, scary stories to tell in the dark. Yep. Oh. Yep. That was an infamous one that I think just about every kid had. Absolutely. Yeah. Great yeah. book. Like, all three of them. All three yeah. of them. Uh-huh. Uh, and then there was, what was it? Shell Silverstein were the other yeah. two? Yeah, yes. those were great. Those were fantastic. I'm trying to remember where what the, they were called. Where the sidewalk ends. Um, the now, light in the attic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can absolutely see them doing where the sidewalk ends and the light in the attic because those were poems and they were nice poems. Scary stories to tell in the dark was basically... Horror for children. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. It was, it was. It was the hook scratching at the, finding the bloody hook mm-hmm. on the car. And they were campfire stories. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, do they with with how much they coddle little kids today? Will they sell books like that? Well, they I, they, I think they're back. They in, still do. Yes, yeah. they're back in print again. I think for the first time in a long time, they were they didn't sell them. But I think all of that twisted art that was in the inside of them, the originals, are all gone now. Well, and that okay. led into Goosebumps. And that yeah. did. It was Goosebumps was, honestly, in my opinion, I liked yeah, no. Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Goosebumps them. was not scary. So no, in my house, fun. we were oh, into, the, uh, into the mystery and detective stuff. The Hardy Boys. Yeah. The Bobsy Twins. Oh, man. Oh, hey, oh did you read Encyclopedia Brown? Did you read the, it was the trio of kids in a junkyard? No. Uh, oh, the three but, investigators. No, I didn't no. read that. I do remember the three investigators. I read Baby yeah. Sears Club. Yes. And, then, and then there was that period <laughs> of time where everything got, where all those old series got redone for the 90s. So, like, the Hardy Boys in the first issue of the new, in the, the, for, in the first book of the new series, they blew up Joe's girlfriend. <laughs> oh, God. I'm not kidding. <laughs> Yes, I like that I they did know. that though. It's a bit intense. <laughs> yes. How about you, Bill? So I, I didn't. I don't read a lot. Um, the problem is when I did read, I read like Michael Crichton. 
I read Ooh. Jurassic Park. Yeah. Those were good. Uh, his they unfortunate were. Lost World. Um, but really like good. Andromeda Strain. I yeah. also read Tom Clancy. Like these were books that my mom read, and I was mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, I want to read." I remember. Like I them. remember being a kid, seeing Jurassic Park in the theater, and The Lost World came out shortly after the first movie did. And I was like, "Well, I saw the movie, so I'm going to read the second one because I like dinosaurs. Dinosaurs are awesome." And we're like, "How are these characters alive?" And then I'm like, "This person died in like 20 minutes into the book or no, the movie." And I'm like, "And it just confused me. I had no idea that." And the, and the problem they the changed problem with so the, much. Uh, the Lost World, Jurassic Park two, the movie was that they didn't just take it from Michael Crichton's book. They also took. Um, there was another book written by somebody else that was called The Lost World about dinosaurs, and they kind of merged those two stories together to make the movie, and it was kind of a what-the-fuck moment. Then Spielberg came in and was like, we need a bigger ending than this. I know. Dinosaurs loose in San Diego. And everybody's like, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, John Grissom was another one that was big when we were kids. I did read I did read The Rainmaker yeah. before the movie came uh, out. And The Firm? The I didn't confirm. No, I, I only read Fine, The Rainmaker you know, and I was like, I don't want to read another John Grisham novel ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kat was talking about how, how female protagonists were not the big thing, but we can't. We were growing up when the American Girl series came out. Oh, yeah. When all of a sudden it was all, and now it's just gotten bigger and bigger. But that was like Has my it? that was my oh, go to yeah. because they've added different cultures and different time periods That's and stuff awesome. like that. But my go to is the American Girl doll book. Yeah. So. Did anybody else read a Necroscope or the Necroscope series? No, nope. I that heard of it. Is that your thing? That was a fun one. Dragonlance, anybody? Yeah. Woo! Benicula. Did you read any of the Dungeons and Dragons Choose Your Own Adventure books? Yes. What? That's awesome. The Lone Wolf Chronicles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about the oh, the Fear Street books? Did anybody read those? No. I oh, do God. remember the covers for that. Those were like the because you went from Goosebumps and then there and were Fear another Street was the next one up. It was kind of the next one up, and okay. they were more like My middle sister had school, them. like yeah, because okay, that's when yeah. you start getting into the girl likes the boy and all that stupid stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Fear Street was awesome. Goosebumps Part Two. I was terrible at choose your own adventure books. Like the first one I picked up, I didn't know and I didn't totally read oh. the instructions. And I was like, I started reading. Uh huh. I kept flipping pages. I'm like, wait a minute, why is it over? Why is there so much book left? <laughs> what did Anyone I do else wrong? Do the thing where you're putting like all your fingers in, holding it, like nope, yeah. nope. Get, oh, that wait. sucks. This is a I crappy died in way this to one. die. Let me go back. All right. <laughs> there was one I got where the page number was wrong. So no matter what you did, you died. And it wasn't even a make sense. To, it was like, I'm in space, but my go to page 78, your car crashes in the wall. What? <laughs> well, no, I mean, I think a lot of this stuff, it was it was like, I think Choose Your Own Adventure is one of the biggest ones I can think of. I mean, if you think about the fad end of this uh, spectrum that really kind of just disappeared. And I know they exist. They're, they're, they're kind of back, but not quite. They're still in print. You yeah. can still purchase uh, them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, awesome. I've checked because I'm trying to figure out what to do for Lily so that she's fully engaged with books. Time stories is um, basically a choose your own adventure book. They also have apps. That yeah, choose I heard choose your own adventure. They have his apps now. How do you the, keep your finger in the page of an app? You don't. It, well, it creates save points so that you can go back and uh, choose okay. different paths. And Lone I Wolf is an app. Is it? Yeah. Okay. So I don't, I don't I know like I said we we, we jokingly were like Garfield Heathcliff. I don't know if anybody else read this when they were a kid. Anybody ever read Garfield Nine Lives? No. Nope. 
So I read so, some Garfield books. I don't know if I, read I remember being given that as a kid, and I remember Garfield as the comic strip. Garfield Nine Lives was them doing nine different versions and renderings of what a Garfield story. So one of them was a nineteen like. 20s, 30s detective noir, and it was twisted That's and cool. creepy and messed up. But the first story in it is like, hey, here's the dawn of man, and Garfield's the caveman, and it's traditional Garfield oh, with tusks. Oh, I remember this. And then they you go a couple pages, and you're like, this is a really weird, twisted, obscure thing about Pandora's box opening up and the world falling apart, and Garfield being to Pandora's blame. cat. And it, like, there's a lot the of messed up stories. Lasagna, so he eats it. No, it was more like twisted clowns and stuff like that. It oh was God. disturbing. It was like, you, you, like, now you lost me. I mean, like, <laughs> there was a lot of twisted stories, but there was nine little tales. And then there was, like, no, a Casablanca-esque story in there, too. Like, there was all these different ones. And I remember being given that at, like, seven. And I'm watching Garfield and Friends, so it's like, USA Acres. I'm like, oh, this is boring. This will be over in about four minutes, and then I can go have another Garfield episode. And then I'm like, oh, great, it's another U.S. Acres episode. Um, but, like, you go and you jump to something like that, and then one day I remember, it was like three or four years after being given that book, my mom was like, hey, they're doing Garfield Nine Lives as a cartoon special. And I'm like, okay. And you watch it. And they do all these stories, but in the Garfield format. And you're like, they're like, I just feel like they're talking down to me now. Like they couldn't. <laughs> like I didn't understand what they were trying to show me. But yeah, it was one of those things. And I know if you look online on YouTube, if you yeah. want, find the Garfield Nine Lives special. Then look at the book, and you will be slightly disturbed. That's usually how it goes with books, too. Oh yeah. <laughs> so as far as the thought process, though, is from. Books now, as you we said, like fantasy is more mainstream now. Actually, I was thinking about it too, and I think that's probably why I also didn't see that. Like in um, because sci- I mostly just read sci-fi fantasy, um, as you know, young adult sci-fi fantasy stuff. But they didn't have in that time. It just, there weren't as many female leads. So now there really are. Mm-hmm. There it is pretty across the board. There's a lot of different stuff. Yeah. And there's a lot, and there's a lot more diversity too, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Like there is, you can yeah. I mean, one of the other ones I have to bring up just because before we move on to the next topic is the Timothy Zahn trilogy for Star Wars came out right before the 90s, I think, kicked. Or right in the beginning of the 90s. It it is the 20th anniversary of it. It was in the last couple of years. So I was about 13, 14 maybe when they came out. But I remember reading things like Splinter in the Mind's Eye and stuff like that. But yeah, there was a lot of crazy things. Yeah. Well, actually, if you guys want to, if you want to have a couple other quick conversations on that, I'm going to load up our next drinks real quick. Okay. Well, do you want to start the next topic? No, no, um, the, we could talk about other books. Um, yeah. Or do we want to start the next topic? Other books. Other oh, books, God. like oh, role-playing books. I feel books. like we've done oh, okay. every so book. I mean, no one else read Redwall. Red all right, no, I will, I'm will. i going to change the tempo of this. It's still a book, but don't act like you didn't have it. I don't the have Far it. Side cartoon books. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. They were amazing. I still have one, and I've looked at some of the Far Side cartoon books. They're still good today. They're still amazing. And I don't think kids nowadays even know what it is. They don't really know what, like, comic, you know, cartoons are. <laughs> like, your, your standard run-of-the-mill Saturday paper, Sunday paper cartoons oh, yeah. are. That's true. I mean, like Calvin and Hobbes, yeah. Peanuts, mm-hmm. 
I used to I used to love Sunday because the Sunday cartoons would come in the paper. I liked the Sunday mm-hmm. cartoons. And kids That's don't true. know what the paper is. Oh anymore. no, they're the same cartoons in there. They, there's a there's a weird stupid like ruling on it that they have to they'll continue to air in every paper until I think 1940 or not 1940 sorry 2040 or something like that. It's like Prince Valiant like family circus. I oh hate hate. Hate Prince Valiant. I, I second that. Yeah, I second I that. Stay, they, I, they had some weird twisted copyright law on that where they will continue to air, I think, from that contract signing point. It was like That's something so like weird. 60 years. And they have to be in other issues and they can't put in any new cartoons. Jeez. That's why it'll be always the same cartoons that will continue to air. So we're trying Crystal Pepsi now? Yeah, so it's time for Crystal Pepsi. Except for Kenny. What's so, Kenny trying? I have, um, in honor of one of our first topics, it has a Stormtrooper <laughs> sucky nozzle on the top. <laughs> and, and you can spill it, I believe. Good to grow 100% juice. Aww. So I juice. have to figure well, out how to open it. Here. Sure. <laughs> and then we will see... What baby formula tastes like. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I wrong. think it actually does apple juice, buddy. <laughs> and then the, if you just... And I'll just drink around, out of this. Yeah, and then who's ever left can drink out of the bottle. I so. only want a teeny smidge. Say when. when. Thank you. Nope. <laughs> you know me. Fill it up. Fill it up. <laughs> so yours is going to taste a little when. bit like Surge, probably. <laughs> I know. I know. He's okay with this. <laughs> So, Crystal Pepsi, this is, from what I understand, the absolute original formula, with the exception of, I believe... Yep, it's the original. Yep, it's the original formula. So, for those of you who have not had Crystal Pepsi before, (laughs) it is delicious. And we've lost TJ. (laughs) Ew. Yep. It tasted like Pepsi for a second, and then I had a bigger gulp and went, oh my god, this tastes like hard... Oh, oh, yeah, this tastes like Is your like apple juice difficult, Kenny? I, I'm, I'm still working on opening my drink. Do you Holy want me to Jesus. do that? I have kids, you know. There's a, yeah, you had to get the outer layer off. Then you had to get the inner layer off. And then you got to reattach the outer layer. It's a complicated process. Do you still have a surge can, Jenny? I do. Can I see that really quickly? In one bottle, there are 69 grams of sugar in Crystal Pepsi. Okay, how many servings Jesus. are in that? One. Well, okay. So that's, and how big is that? That's 20, 20 ounces. ounces. Yeah. This is only 16 ounces, 56 grams of sugar versus 69 Nine grams of sugar. It's probably quite equal. <gasps> probably so I could do the yeah. math, but. And oddly enough, who here ever thought they'd be at a table that everything that we're drinking, high C, is the least sugary drink we're drinking. Seriously. Yeah. I mean, granted, also, it's, only six flur- also, it's only six ounces. Six ounces. I'd also like to point out, what's the calorie uh, count on that? 250. And- Salt and wet are all my drink. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> I would like to point out that this good to grow is going to make some girl incredibly popular. Because I might be doing it wrong, but you have to suck like a motherfucker to get the juice out of this thing. (laughs) So Surge wins by just a little bit. That's 16 ounces. If we were to make the high C 16 ounces, Um, I think the high C actually wins. Yeah, because... Oh, no, actually, no. Surge still pulls ahead. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. Yes, but there's 250 calories in this compared to the 230 in this. 
No, it's yeah, even with search. It's even with search. Yep. High C and search. Um, it requires effort to drink this. Is the kid's There's drink just... tough? I can't. I, I, There's a slight Zima Finish taste it. going on with this Crystal Pepsi. Well, Zima came out because of... I yep. don't want to drink anymore. It was important either. for everything like to be clear. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Dump it in. Go ahead. Oh, in. I, would not. I, I like this. I like this because at the bottom, I saw this. It just caught my eye. Partially... Oh, like he stole the rest of me Crystal Pepsi. <laughs> <Is> <laughs> it... Yeah. It's <laughs> okay. This is, not, this is not to start anything, not to start anything, but at the bottom of the okay, Crystal Pepsi it says, partially produced with genetic engineering. <laughs> Does it really? Yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's fantastic. You're drinking stem cells. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. So before we uh, get ready to uh, get to the end of the show. So one of the best topics that was brought up when we were kicking around the idea of doing a retro show was this. If we could pitch a remake from anything from our childhood, what would it be and how would it change? And specifically, if we're going to do this, obviously that means everything that's been remade already. We can't remake a remake because the remake screwed it up. So this is, true. This is movie, game, book, and show. And if you're going to do this, you also have to explain what you're doing. What format is it? If it was a book... Are you making it a game? Is it going to be another book series that builds off of something? If it's a movie or a show, who are you going to cast in it? So, oh, I didn't go that deep. This is the thing that we already discussed a while ago. But Jaws the Musical. Jaws as a musical. Remember when yes, we watched Jaws? We yep. They'll remember. So, we like, never seen it before. Broadway style musical? And Ben was like, musical. We just kept making it. No, movie musical. Movie They're going, musical. Movie. They're going to eat me. They're going to eat me. <laughs> Beautiful. But we, we also I'm we also tossed around Ghostbusters the musical. That would be wonderful as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like well, now if you were to do jo- if you were to do Jaws them. the musical, <gasps> who would you cast as the shark? <laughs> I don't know. Well, you have to have like if it's Broadway, you have to have somebody big, or if it's a movie, you got to have a big name attached to it. I have no idea. Who? Jason Statham. Wait, Jason Statham plays the shark <laughs> in Jaws the musical. <laughs> It's the only way to guarantee he won't talk. <laughs> <laughs> no, because he would sing every... He every, would every, every the he shark would. has no song. He would. It's a musical. He just, he just tap dances. The no, shark, he has to have a the song. The shark would have a song. If you did a Jaws the Musical, you know the shark would have no, a song. And the shark would be a diva, too. Mm-hmm. Shark would be a huge diva. Actually, if the yeah. shark has a song, that means a shark can talk, which means they can change it and do it from the shark's perspective. And it'll all be about, like, why are you hunting me? I just need some food to eat. I love this. <laughs> that would be beautiful. <laughs> so, we just lost all our listeners. Because <laughs> when you said musical, it made me think of, like, another musical. And, like, the, the, the musical could be, like... What's she gonna say? What's she gonna say? Hey, yeah. It'd be Helen Keller the musical. <laughs> oh God, damn it! Damn it, Kenny! Oh, God. So, <laughs> so uh, I've got actually something. I've got a, a, a game that I wouldn't want to make another game because I don't want to ruin the original game. Um, but I think I could make this into a TV show. Think of your buddy comedy that we were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> That was Penny drinking his good-to-grow apple juice. It squeaks when I when I take it away from my mouth. Uh, I would totally make the Lost Vikings into a buddy comedy TV show. 
that would be kind of amazing. A very obscure Blizzard video game mm-hmm. series. It was a puzzle series. It was yeah. a puzzle series. You had three that characters series. that each had their individual ability that they could use, and it would get you out of certain different jams. You had to control one while two were So it's basically software. a team with Vikings. Yes. yes. <laughs> it, it's, it's that would good. work. It's it would good. actually work. I'd be down for that. Sitcom format? Oh, yeah, of course. Okay, so 24 minutes. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I know you were kind of being facetious with Jaws musical. But something no, that actually nope. okay, okay. okay. <laughs> um, something I actually have been always wanted. This actually was a thing in college. We always wanted to to produce or write, but we want to see, or at least I wanted to see, Nightmare Before Christmas as a full on Broadway musical. It'll song. happen. I God, amazing. I can only hope so. Oh, put it this way: Let's think about that some of the musicals glorious. in the last few years. Craft, The Craft, The Musical, which actually exists. Mm-hmm. Oh. Reanimator, the musical, which actually exists. Like, was it to- Toxic Avenger? The musical. musical. Oh, God. I know, if you really want to hear a good one, and this doesn't even <laughs> qualify as a remake, sometime go look up Superman, the musical. Okay, but Superman, yeah. the musical is actually, no, it's, a bird, no it's, a, it's a bird, no it's a plane, defending. it's a Superman, and it was written in the 1950s, but I, sorry. 1970s. <laughs> can, can we go the other direction with this, then? And have like West Side Story, the non-musical. Yo, the Jets are gonna get it. When? I don't know. Tonight. Okay. So you just want to update version of Romeo and Juliet as a straight play? Okay. I've got one. They did that. It was uh the one with the zombie. Zombie oh, version God. of Romeo and yeah, Juliet. Yeah, yeah. Um, warm bodies. Oh, that's warm bodies. Oh, yeah. That's amazing. Right. I didn't yeah. know that. Um, I got one, oh, and I would take yeah. Quantum Leap. Good show. Okay. Bill's excited. And I would do a reboot relaunch where the original series happened. Of course. But but because of all the changes Sam Beckett made throughout the timeline, in this timeline, he never stepped into the accelerator. Okay? His son and Al's child both go to observe history. One day they're they're observing history and this crazy guy comes up to them and goes... Why didn't you come looking for me? Why isn't anybody looking for me? Where's Al? Where's Gushy? And the rest of the season is trying to figure out who the hell that guy is. And at the end of the season, it turns out it's the original Sam Beckett. Oh, that's Ooh. neat. That would be awesome. I put way too much in thought into, <laughs> into a series that I will never be able to do anything with. Helen Keller the musical! <laughs> no, Kenny, no! Well, you fish. Um, I was going for nostalgic. I really loved the movie Harry and the Hendersons when I was a kid. They did make it into a TV show. I would like to see it remade. Like, with... It was good how it was, but it's a little dated. You have to keep John Lithgow in it. But, like, he's, like, maybe, like, a mean, angry neighbor. Oh, no, he's one of the people at the, uh, at the store where the dad works. Okay, that would work. He could even be the the manager, the boss. That would work. Yeah, Harry and the Hendersons. It's such an adorable movie. It really is. It's it's mm-hmm. just stupidly cute. Um, it just feels very dated at this point, and with the station true. wagon and. Oh yeah. Yeah. So we got Quantum Leap, The Lost Vikings, Jaws the Musical, Harry and the Hendersons, and Nightmare Before Christmas. The musical. And Kenny's doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> I have so many. And, well, what's one of your other ones that's not Helen Keller the musical? <laughs> Um, or Anne Frank the musical. I can't remember the name of the TV show 
but it was about a family and the dad worked in robotics and he actually made a robotic small dog. Wonders. Small wonder. Oh my god. Yes. <laughs> That would be. I would love to see an updated That's version of cut. Small <laughs> Wonder, and then they could actually take on today's topics with it. And like, she's in school, and there's gun violence, and she can stop everybody because she could lift up a couch with a finger. Yeah, she, could she could take a bullet, no problem. So and it's kind of like Mini RoboCop goes yeah, to basically. grade school. <laughs> Basically, but like you could do so much with it. Well, that would be really interesting too, because today is like a lot of like public school systems. There's like metal detectors in certain states and stuff like that when you go in and that will set off, and then you have and to then that situation. Aww. And that's kind of like, honey, and you're a robot, and you understand this, but you have feelings. We understand this, and there's your lesson in the story. Don't and break there, there are kids schools. like kids are starting to date in elementary school now, so she could like have a boy that really likes her, but she's a robot, and how's she going to deal with it? And, it's know. this weird, awkward Aww. situations one after the other. Oh, that'd be very precious. Wow, Kenny, that was actually pretty good. Suddenly <laughs> it's a dark comedy. Yeah, it really, really is. Yes, it's kind exactly. of like, what do you mean I'll never get any older? What do you mean I'll never find true happiness? What do you mean these aren't feelings? And you're like, and then in the last episode, she just kills everyone. <laughs> Skynet. What? Yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. It, the whole thing is, is a pre-setup to Terminator. <laughs> Damn it. My drink! <laughs> I'm sorry, I tried to take it from him. Don't make me separate you guys. I, I guess for me, if I, if I were to do a remake of something, um, I would remake Maniac Mansion Day of the Tentacle into a TV series. And it's three time, tra- time travelers, kind of somewhere going to the Lost Vikings edge. Mm-hmm. Where you have three time travelers that get sucked into the wrong points of time, but all in the same location. Or they're helping themselves through horrible situations by flushing useful and important things through history. And it's like, you know, it's the same premise of the game. It's really dumb, really stupid, mad scientist. One person stuck in the present. The future of the world is controlled by giant tentacles. And the past, it's the point in time where they're founding the U.S. Constitution. And you have a really stupid, mentally challenged Rhodey, which you could have be played by Jack Black. Because that's essentially who that character was. Mm-hmm. You could have somebody, I don't even know who, like whoever played like, um, I'm trying to remember, uh, Luna Lovegood from Harry Potter. Because okay. she would look perfect for the uh, character of Laverne. And then I don't know who you would shove into the middle of that. I would probably just take uh, Danny Pudi and have him play Bernard from Community. Aww. And just do that and just do a series of them. There's just screwing up everything in times where one episode focuses on the other one and then the next episode after that. What happened in the present day because this moron screwed something up in the past. And then we watch how everything continues down into the future. And just do like little three episode chunks where everything keep constantly screwing up each other's lives trying to get their way home. So we're going with a lot of time travel and video game things. So. Yeah. What if you took an 80s cartoon and made it into a movie? Like you could get Dolph Lundgren to play He-Man and He-Man could come into today's world. <laughs> what? Stop. <laughs> that was a bad movie. We don't talk about that. Oh no, that movie's wonderful to watch on bad movie nights. It is just stupid fun. I've tried to explain it to my kids because <clears throat> we've been watching the old He-Man animated series. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, right? <laughs> I tried to explain to them that there's a movie, but the movie is nothing like the cartoon. And they're like, well, how's it different? I'm like, well... It, <laughs> there's, there are no cats. Um... <laughs> There's no little tiny wizard. Well, there kind of is a wizard. Person, oh, there but is, not quite. But, but he, he's... Skeletor is not like a skeleton, is he? 
He kind That's of That's Frank Langello. Yeah. Frank Langello oh, played poor Frank that. Langella. And then. Oh. And Courtney Cox is rambling in the movie. Well, there we go. <laughs> I feel sad now. I don't know about any <laughs> So, do you remember Captain N, the game master? Yes, I oh. do. Yeah. Captain N is a live action series. Would be kind of awesome, yeah. though, too. Captain N and the Game Master could be a thing. You make it a, a, I a would... time period piece so that it's still set in the same time period. It's set in the 80s. Everything's still set there, and it's just them visiting the world of Nintendo. It's basically, basically Wreck It Ralph is live action, like Who Framed Roger Rabbity style. Right. My favorite character, I would want to play him. I would go audition to do it just to play Kid Icarus so I could say a kiss after everything. I don't know a kiss. Where do you think we should go a kiss? He was the no, most annoying no. character, but I loved him. <laughs> you know, You're annoying enough. You don't think that the Mega Man that sounded like a 75-year-old grandmother who smoked eight packs of cigarettes a day? <laughs> Mega Mega. Where should we go a kiss? Over here. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. Mega Mega. That should be a show. Oh, Get all the like really, really obnoxious characters. Hey, listen, Snurf Snurf. Yes. <laughs> oh, that would be Smash great. Them all Can you imagine? Actually, show? it's like again. There was that Wrecked Ralph idea of the beginning, where it was all of the villains meeting in the beginning, and it was them just dealing with who they were. All of the horrible sidekick characters from eighties and nineties cartoons. Yes, that sure, were just have a, a meeting about a support speech. group meetings. Yeah, speech <laughs> problems and speech impediments. It was like you know, Snarf and like Battle Cat and all them going for speech therapy lessons and Cringer. Oh god, damn, that would be so funny. <sighs> would be really funny. I would watch it. I, I think a lot of us at this table would probably watch that. But anyway, so. To wrap up our big discussions, before we get to the real MFK of the show, not the one that we just walk into horribly, and we're going to walk into this one horribly, too. I, I had a great one for the last one. But, based upon the discussions we had tonight, would you rather be a kid today, or did we have it better? We totally had it better. I think we had it better. Oh my god. <laughs> that just proves it. <laughs> By the way, Rob, this is all your fault. I know it is. <laughs> this entire night is my fault. I already am well aware of this. Every eye roll I have... Watch from each person at this table. I didn't eye roll. What were they eye rolling at? <laughs> That's actually what the bell should have been for this, this week. <laughs> we'll use that next time we get on an episode. Right. <sighs> do you really want the bell ringing the entire no, episode? No, I do not. So, okay, like you, you think we definitely had it better. I think we had it better too. Yeah, easily. I don't know. It, it goes back and forth. Some of the stuff they have nowadays is very cool. you got to admit, like you even said, there's a lot more fantasy readily available in books. Yeah. Uh, the video games are really cool, although they're way too freaking easy. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of cool stuff, but I kind of mentioned it in passing. They pussify the kids, like, to no end. It's like, I saw a meme and it said it, it did it right, where it showed a kid on a big wheel, launching off a ramp, which was a piece of wood with bricks stacked under it, and he's flying through the air with his head out to the side, and the mom's in the background cheering. It's like, yes, that's the way it used to be. No, Nowadays, it's not. That's how yeah, it was. That's I, what, I did that too. Yes, I know. Yes, I did that. I yes. did that too. And if your mother saw it, she was out the door in 30 seconds. She wasn't waving to you like this no, was a great idea. My, my mom, mom waved. waved. Whatever. Yeah, my folks wouldn't let me do that. He's yeah. playing outside. I went up to the top of the street to the circle where they had all the, like the, the rocks and grit from the, the roads when they... they Salted the roads, and we took our bikes, and we would, you know, skid. Especially on the... big wheels, mm -hmm. man. Big wheels. Big when wheels those like fantastic. plastic tires hit that stuff, you could just 
do donuts well, basically on a giant big wheel. This, this, this is the problem. We were a little bit older. We took our you know our regular bikes up there, and we skidded on them. And you know, of course, we wiped out right into the rocks. I had rocks all up my shin. And I was crying the entire way home. And when you got home, did your mother cheer for you, or did she look at you and say, "You're an idiot. Don't do that again." She said you're an idiot, but you know <laughs> she didn't care. You yeah, learned I mean, your lesson. We, she we, wasn't going to make me. She wasn't going to stop me from doing it. What games it. did we play while adults adults watch, watched? British Bulldog, kill the man with the ball. Think of the name, yeah. kill the man with the <laughs> ball. We played. And adults yes. encouraged us to play this at school. Long darts. Oh, yeah, long darts. Long darts. Yes, that was Detroit. just at it school. Was, we played Red Butt. <laughs> oh, and that was God. the best. Yeah, yeah. Because it was like, okay, oh, you know, hold on, hold on. on. Please bloody, explain it. Bloody knuckles. Okay, so so red butt was just a, it was a simple game. You played in front of a brick wall. You'd throw the ball at the wall, and the next person, you know, whoever went up, would have to catch it. If they caught it, great, they'd throw it against the wall again. But if you tried to catch it and you dropped it, you'd have to quick run to the wall and touch the wall before somebody else could pick up the ball and pelt you with it. No, oh, we no, played if they pelted the wall. Yeah, if they pelted the, the wall, wall. Then before, well, you, before you touched, then you yeah, had to stand that's up true. against you the did wall. That's true. Anyway, standing assuming against the, wall, the position, hands yep. against the wall, butt that, out, butt out, and people would just pelt you with those playground balls, like those big, huge red rubber well, balls. We, we, we played play with tennis, tennis balls. balls. <laughs> yeah, and you would get whaled in the ass as hard as they could pitch it right into your butt. Yep. Yeah, but these are the things adults yeah, watched us missing, play. Man. Or for me, my mom would literally open so the door at nine o'clock in the morning, and I lived out in the country next to a farm. I was in the barn and rolling around the fields all day, and I would come back in at five o'clock. And my mom was like, "Okay, here's dinner." I will say this: like, I, I will back them up a little bit on the ideas of doing stupid <clears throat> things. I remember being about nine or ten years old and being given a dirt bike. Like, you know, we're talking just like you know. A, some form of BMX bike because, you know, we have all these hills around us and all this stuff. So my dad was like, cool, here's your new bike. And what the first thing he did to me is like, okay, try to stand on it. And he raised the seat up higher and I'm like, I can't touch the ground. He's like, you'll be fine. You'll grow into it. So I rode it around a lot. And if I wanted to stop, I would have to kind of fall. And then I'd catch myself with my foot. So of course, being stupid kids that we were, we took it off of ramps and stuff. And then one day I decided, you know what? I'm going to try to stall it out on a curb, which I did. And then I realized I was falling and I couldn't catch myself. I also fell towards the roadside, not the grass. The road being down past a curb, so it's a lot further down, which resulted in the gear shift of my bike going through my leg. I walked inside quietly and calmly, and I looked at my parents and said, I am very hurt. And they said, you're standing on the hardwood floor and bleeding on it. Please go outside. (laughs) Then they tended to me outside. That was the response to that. And they said, if you broke your bike, we're not buying you another one. But part of the result of all this is that we are <coughs> not little pussies. I don't know how else to say that. And well, a no, lot it's not of little, that. I think it's are. I think it's not that. It's just the fact that when we a lot of us grew up, how many here wore a helmet riding a bicycle? Never. No, I did. I did a face did. plant on a skateboard. Yep. I would like to point out that you guys realize the kids do stu- still do stupid stuff. They just yeah. do it differently. They yeah. do. That's they true. do it so that they're protected. No. 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 They just do just stupid see, stuff. It's, it's just a not, different I'm going to defer to the father of the table. Such do as, your kids yes, do stupid father? shit? <laughs> <laughs> not, not to the degree that I did. <laughs> but I think it is, the truth is like we all do dumb things. I think the big difference is really if you break this conversation down and what this podcast is about is geek culture. 
do kids have it easier now? Yes, because yes, they yeah. can go into a school and be like, I'm into this stuff in sci-fi and fantasy. And they're like, cool. When we were growing yeah, up, he said, I'm into this. Cool. Awesome. We're going to punch you. Yep. Yeah. But on the I other would... hand of that, now you have the social media aspect where That's if you really are, tough. where the bullying yeah. can still get you and, and will even get you past even school, like, past like it happens at school and yeah. then everywhere and, else. Yeah. So my son had a classmate named Dresden. That's awesome. I would like for for me. <laughs> I think I'd rather be a kid today. Well, not, I'd rather be a teenager today. Yeah. Okay. Because for me, a good amount of my teenage years was hiding what I was actually into in a highly Catholic Christian area. Okay. Where if you where my <laughs> one friend friend asked me not to write my D&D adventures around him because they were Satan worshipping. This was the society I lived in. Mm-hmm. But I and if I lived in it, if I lived in that same area today, that guy would probably have been in my D and D group. But just remember, yeah. though, in the nineteen eighties, that's what the big thing was: the the Satan worshiping groups. Everyone was scared of that. They thought, yeah. You know, I played D and D when I was, I guess it was in the nineties. The early nineties is when I started, and I played D and D, and there was no problems with it. I mean, we were open about it at school, and people were like, "That sounds awesome," and like. Um, you, you, had, you had a, a very, very different, ex- yeah. You, you had, had a very, very different experience, experience than like most of us. Yeah, because um, like for me, that was. I mean, I went to Catholic school, and well, nobody, nobody school. played so that. Did I. Like I had no one. I used to hang out with people, you know. And you either asked. had the, and in my school, you either had the Catholic person who thought it was Satanism. Or the moron who called my house and called me by my D&D character name. And I went, why, God, what the hell are you doing? But, like, from somebody that went to Catholic <laughs> school with these two, and I know they can... Yeah. They understand one of these things. When for, you're in for public... the listening audience, it's Bill and Cat. Bill and Cat, yeah. So, like, when you're growing up in grade school, in a Catholic school, your peers are maybe anywhere from 45 to 60 people total. And these are the same people you will continue to be in the same grade with and the ones you will interact with for eight years. Yeah. For and if you get, in the law, yeah. I'll get along with none of them and you make a bad name for yourself in grade one, guess what? That stays with you for all mm-hmm. eight years. Then if you go to high school, that could potentially continue on. Instead of your class being 60, it might be 200. Yeah, I was lucky. Pretty much. I had two good friends. Yeah. We enjoyed the same things. We enjoyed video games. We enjoyed D&D. Like, we actually, my father ran a D&D game for us. Um, but we weren't allowed to play Magic the Gathering in school. Mm-hmm. Like and actually, yeah, unfortunately, you that's allowed to? no, no, not allowed. Well, Catholic it's school. during class. No, 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 no like no, no. on the, like, on the recess. Recess. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Catholic school. Catholic no, yeah, in my yeah. in my public school, they weren't allowed to play Magic the Gathering either. Really? Yep. There was a gambling aspect involved too. Yes. So that's um, why it was. And that's I knew why. I knew people that I was having a conversation with somebody I know that when because of church when they were growing up, they had a binder of Pokemon cards. The one of the people in the pastor of their church said because they're made by a company called Wizards of the Coast, these are satanic and they bring them. No lie. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, my school was not like that at all. I know. You had, so a, you had a weird experience. Yes. Yeah. I, I had a great time in school. So real quick. I had an awesome experience. But. <laughs> to sum up. So we'll go around again. What is your thought? Yay. You said rather be a teenager in today's society. Today. Bill. I'd rather have it back then. Cat. Then, but that's just because of the technological aspect of things. Looking between my kids and what they're experiencing, what I experienced, I prefer what I had because um, you know it's what I, we had. My parents didn't worry about us running outside and playing with our friends. Now I have to constantly worry about it because 
Otherwise, I'm viewed as a bad parent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Alright, but looking at yeah, strictly geek more. culture... Ignoring, ignoring. Well, no, but that's that. No, no, that's part of it. Right. Oh, this is part of it. It's it's an, it's it's an all. If if I went outside with my Dungeons and Dragons book, uh, we used to play like you draw a map and then yeah. flip it over and then somebody would say, "I'm going to this room, to that room." That was our early Dungeons and Dragons. Was we would make up adventures rather than having any character stats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I would go outside and my friend and I would just sit around playing for hours and. Nobody cared about where we were. They they knew we were safe. As long as the sun was coming down, you were headed home. Well, yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> but uh, now it's like I I have to be out there. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you know, people were like... Unintentive parenting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah people get... Erin, how about you? Um, you know, I think, I think I'm going to agree with the majority of the table and say uh, I, I prefer how I grew up. You know, and, and though I don't have any kids or anything like that, I know the fact that once we do, you have to watch them at all times or else, yeah, you can't, you can't just do what my mom did, which was like, have a good day, bye. And I run out into the fields for, mm-hmm. and I mean, not to say my mom was unattentive because I did no. climb a 50 foot it tree was okay, and, and she caught me climbing the 50 foot tree at the very top and she could get your ass down here now. But, you know, it was, it, the time. It was the time. So, yeah. yeah. I got to say back then too, because there was nothing better than, even if it was just me by myself. In my basement with a thousand and one transformers and lining them up across the room, and I'd have the army versus myself. It was still freaking awesome. And no. I don't think, and I there's just so much fun things from back then too, like the start of the big nerf crazes from back then, and all these other little things that we used to do, and dumb laser tag and mm-hmm. crap like that. It was so much fun. It was it was a blast. We had great dumb stuff, and like there's great dumb stuff now, but it was our great dumb stuff that I loved. Yeah, I'm, because if we're looking at everything all in all, I'm going to say back then simply because of the not having to worry, not having to worry about. I went, to, um, and again, maybe my school experience was different than a lot of people's, but I it went was. to school. <laughs> I didn't have to worry about guns at school. I didn't have to worry about getting beaten up at school and gangs or anything. Uh, everyone was like friendly. We all got along. I mean, there was hazing back and forth between some people and a few fights, but it wasn't anything horrible. And if I wanted to go outside and go to my friend's house that lived a mile away, I just said, bye, mom, I'm going over to Gabe's. And she went, okay. And I walked outside and just walked a mile down the road to Gabe's mm-hmm. house. That was not a problem. No issue. Um, yeah, it, solely because of that. I mean, that by itself is enough. But I also do like a lot of the stuff we had when we were kids. Yeah. Well, with that, it's time to make this show even more messed up again. Um, oh and now it's time for the way we end every show. And with our very fun kill. Can we just with the last one? We all have to do at least one. We, we will make sure that Kenny goes the absolute last. What do what do the pet monsters and popples look like? Okay, so we uh, I can pull people up have them up on their phones. I know the Teddy Rocks. Thing. And as Kat gets to check out what That's some of these things die. are, she knows. You know, you I know you know. Um, we'll describe it for the audience. Yeah, so okay. Teddy Ruxpin was a little teddy bear. I know it. That was had a tape deck built into its back. It was a nightmare. And it spoke along with what it was said. It did look kind of creepy, What's too. What's the chains thing? Okay. Its eyes would close, but it monster? would close very slowly yeah. and open very slowly. So that's the odd. My Pet Monster. Then My Pet Monster being the next one, which was just 
purple a purple monster. and blue fuzzy monster with like a huge green mouth <clears throat> and big teeth and, and a giant kind of like old school troll nose and then it had like little like breakaway chains that were on its wrist that were little velcro cuffs that you could use as well and be like yay I broke out of the chains and it was oh, dumb and stupid right. my first I know and then everybody here I don't know if you remember what popples are but they were basically a little stuffed bear that you could turn them into a little ball yeah they, they, they tucked were tucked inside themselves and became like a round pillow yeah pretty much so, like, pillow pets, but he cooler. Me, yeah. So, um, and they had cartoons about all these. So, <laughs> they were fun, and there was actually kind of a twisted, messed up, live-action My Pet Monster. Yeah. Yes, there was. Yes. So, we will start going around the table, starting with TJ. Going towards <laughs> Bill after that. Unless you've got it. And if Kenny, if you raise your hand, you'll be called on last. <laughs> I, I, I can go, so... <laughs> Uh, let's see here. I would marry the popple. I fucked the my pet monster. I killed Teddy Rockspin, and oh. then I throw the my the my pet monster and the popple in after. That's why. Why would you marry the popple? Because it's the only one that doesn't scare the ever living crap out of me. <laughs> The other two are rather frightening. Okay. The My Pet Monster is crazy, and Teddy Rockspin looks like the reincarnation of Chucky. <laughs> it so is. It's like, I, it's like a furry version. It's Chucky with lycanthropy. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, once once it was done, I just set them all on fire and go away. Wise answer. Bill. Or actually, Fisher. I was going to say, I would have preferred the alternative one, but let's, let's do this. <laughs> so... Are you ready? You good? I'm ready. If, if you go want ahead, to go, go ahead. okay. <laughs> so um, initially, I was planning on killing my pet monster because it's just creepy. I know Teddy Ruxpin is also creepy, <laughs> but I was just gonna fuck Teddy Ruxpin and then leave him in a ditch somewhere. <laughs> this is the reason why this one's in there, just so I can hear somebody say that. Because I never think I'm ever gonna hear that phrase uttered in my life ever again. I hope. And marry the popple because it's nice and fluffy and soft. Aww. <laughs> it's good to snuggle yeah. up with it at night. Okay. I think it makes more than enough sense. Bill, it's the okay. only one I'd want to wake up next to. <laughs> yeah. So, so I'm going to kill my pet monster because that thing looks freaky as all hell. Uh, I'm going to fuck the popple because, you know, popples rolling in the balls. There's a lot of things you could do with that. Um, and I'm going to marry Teddy Ruxpin. Because I loved Teddy Ruxpin as a child. <laughs> I was Teddy Ruxpin for Halloween one year. My father was grubby. And if you ever watch the Teddy Ruxpin cartoons, he's got a fucking airship. He's got an airship, yes. I am going... I I actually, before you say anything, Bill, I need you to talk to your family and ask for some old pictures. Yes. We need to see this. I I will not put this online. I may, but... Oh, oh, I'll put it online. If I find this picture, okay. I'll put it okay. online. And then I'll tag this part of the conversation just yours. I'll, I'll, I'll isolate it. That's and adorable. Why. But I just need to see this. This is important to me now. Mm-hmm. I am going to say that knowing that explains so much about you. <laughs> I, and now I'm done. I honestly, I still <laughs> Aaron do. Aaron or Kat. I, I want to know. Was it, wasn't <laughs> someone going to fuck Teddy Ruxpin? Because if he's in that costume. Cat, <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Okay. Um, I would kill Teddy Ruxpin because that thing is creepy as get all. Um, I figure definitely marry the popple because it's cute and I could sleep on it and use it as a pillow and that's kind of awesome. 
And um, the My Pet Monster, you kind of have to fuck if you go for the S&M aspect with the little handcuffs there. <laughs> so. Aaron. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> And remember, um, we can isolate this. No, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so first, kill Teddy Rocksman. I, I, that thing creeped me out as a kid. No, and worst of all, that there was a movie where it was like a full size person in a Teddy Rocksman costume. That was well, the TV shows were split with there was there was live action with like the guy in the full Teddy Rocksman costume costume, and then there were the cartoons. And which it still awesome. scared the shit out of me. So he's gone, <laughs> done, kill. <laughs> And set on fire. Uh, scatter the ashes on sacred word land. Um, and I guess, I don't know. I think I agree with Kat. Just fuck the pet monster because whatever. And then marry the popple because it's adorable. All right. So, so I guess my thought process is this. You marry the popple because, again, everybody has the same right logical idea of this song. You kill my pet monster to take his chains, which you now use on Teddy Ruxpin. <laughs> but one thing everybody has forgot to state with Teddy Ruxpin, he didn't work with just his tapes. He worked with all tapes. And there's something really special when you hear something like Iron Maiden come out of Teddy Ruxpin as his eyes just rapidly blink and his mouth is going like crazy back and forth trying to keep up with the music. So... If you can imagine that horror and the battery slowly dying with the chain, the My Pet Monster chains on them. And that's the best I can come up with, so you... So you're going to bang him like that? Yes. <laughs> if I'm going to have to go through that torture, I'm going to make it really memorable, and it's I'm going to make sure that's good fodder. Oh, oh dear God. God. That is definitely oh, a picture of the live-action yes. I would like to point out, for those of you listening, this looks like a character out of Five Nights at Freddy. Yes, it kind of does. Um, but yeah, so yeah, if I'm going to use that because it's already going to be nightmare fuel for like a therapist visit some time down the future, I might as well go full bore on that. So. That's fair. So yeah, you fuck Teddy Ruxpin, kill my pet monster, and you marry the Popple because Popple's not going to eat you in your sleep and freak out in your closet in the middle of the night because that's what all those things did, just like Furbies. Okay. Oh, yeah. <sighs> okay. And that's all we have time for, today, oh, folks. No. no, we still have to do our closeouts. Now, if I was a frat guy, who the fuck would be easy? It would be my pet monster because they're the idea of something looking that ugly and them just drinking beers until it's cute and having it all chained up so it can't get away. Very frattish. But if you might not have guessed from my earlier conversations, I'm not a frat guy in the least. So that is not going to be what we fuck. That is not going to be even who we marry. The my pet monster has to get killed. It's If you try and live with it, it's going to eat you. It's going to choke you with the chains. It's a fucking monster. If you try and have sex with it, it's going to eat you. Not in the good way. And it's going to kill you. It's a fucking monster. I don't understand anyone that's doing anything other than that. So it comes down to Teddy Ruxpin and a popple. Who do you marry? Who do you fuck? Who do you marry? Who do you fuck? For me, it's a fairly obvious choice. You're going to fuck the popple. Why? Because when you're done, you just go get the fuck out and you ball it up into a ball, <laughs> chuck it out the window, you don't have to see it ever again, it's done. Which leaves Teddy Ruxpin to marry, which is perfect, because you're married. And if it starts nagging, going like, you can simply hit eject, take the tape out, it can flap its little mouth as much as it wants, I don't have to hear a damn thing. Perfect. The Al Bundy response, as we tag back to the 80s. 
<laughs> well, actually, you didn't go quite as harsh and insane as I thought you were going to go, but it was still pretty rough. You told me to keep it calm. Oh, <laughs> oh son of a bitch. That was my, that was yeah. my censored answer. Oh, oh, God. oh God damn it. <laughs> All right, just leave it there. So anyway, we, uh, yeah, the show's done, thank God. <laughs> Where can everybody find sad. everybody else? So, Tej. Uh, I'll have another spandex and capes up uh, this weekend. Okay. Bill. I'm always here at Caffeine Crew. Yep. Yeah. Kenny. I have no intention of letting anyone out there know where they can find me. <laughs> Wise. Yeah, Pat. That's probably smart. Um, on the internet. Stuff. Fish. Outside trying to keep track of my damn kids. <laughs> also wise. Erin. I think I'll be with Bill and Caffeine Crew. <laughs> Makes sense. And as for me, you can always find uh, all of our work on CaffeineCrew.com, which is soon going to also be heading over to NextLevelRadioOnline.com. Bill, we're so sorry we're bringing this caliber of stuff to your to your network. You mean Ben? Or Ben, not Bill. Sorry. Like, this is my network now. What? <laughs> it's Bill's network. Yeah. You can take the sinking ship all oh, you want. God. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but anyway, we're going to be joining uh, Ben over the Next Level Podcast Network, uh, where you can find my other show I do that's every week. That is DC Primetime, which TJ has been on numerous times, as well as Ben, who's usually on this show as well, and uh, a lot of our other friends, which is a blast to do. Uh, always big special thanks to DJ Cutman and Game Trap Records for allowing us to use their music. And after they hear this episode, they'll probably ask for us to redact <laughs> that statement. And is any time that usually this comes around as well. Um, there's nothing else really special happening at the moment. So things are all actually fairly quiet. Yep. But that means we'll just see you next month. Um, and uh, Labor Day. Yep. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Why not? Peace. Woo.